Hello everybody, how's it going? And welcome back to the Kill Connor Club podcast. Um, I'm I'm James, or Lasers, joined again by Tyler, obviously. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I almost wasn't jo- joined by you, but yeah. you, you are certainly joined by me. So, um, yeah, so for everyone watching this not live, um, it doesn't know what we're talking about. Um, so, essentially what happened was, um, I just woke up, it's like an hour after we were meant to start live streaming the podcast, and... Um, I just woke up and I was freaking the fuck out. I was like, shit, and my alarm didn't go off. Well, I mean, it went off, but it didn't, my phone didn't make any sound for some reason. Like, the alarm was there and I, like, cancelled it. I was like, well, that didn't make any sound, so it didn't wake me up. Um, so, I'm super late for the podcast. So, I apologize to everyone here who sat around waiting for an hour. I'm so sorry. Um, we all talked mad shit about you for the last hour. Yeah. Pretty much. I, can imagine. Yeah. I was freaking out because. Usually, you know, being late happens five, ten minutes, even twenty. But I usually am talking to you, and I know you're just like, "Oh, I just woke up. I'll be a minute." Like I always know what's going on, and it was just nothing. <laughs> I messaged your brother, your girlfriend, you. I called you multiple times, and I was like, "Nothing. I had no fucking idea what was going on." I was like, "James could be dead for all I know. I wouldn't know. None of us would know." And we're all sitting here in the chat, talking mad shit. <laughs> <laughs> everyone was just asleep because obviously if not let me tell the story actually because no one some people might not know um so we went to the beach uh on friday and then my car engine so it's like a three-hour drive before then, you start before you start okay this we need a better introduction to this because you, uh, do you realize what you're doing oh so James's journeys. It's a James's journeys. We are starting off this podcast with the James's journeys. So hopefully that makes up for my late arrival. Doesn't doesn't really, but um. It doesn't make up for your late arrival. Hey man, for sure show up on time, huh? <laughs> it's midday for you. Why aren't you awake yet? I'm telling the story. You, I thought you <laughs> fixed your sleep cycle. So okay. Yeah. You're but, right. Okay. Continue. So, right. Oh, so. Do you want me to do an introduction for it? Uh yeah, go for it. Da 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 da. James's journeys. Perfect. So, okay. So, it was a three-hour drive. We went to the beach. And then when we got there, my car started leaking. And then whenever I tried to drive it, the engine was, like, overheating. So, we had to, um, we had to call AA to get someone to come out. And then they couldn't till tomorrow. So we, we were, like, just stuck by the beach. We stayed in a caravan, which was tiny, overnight. And so we were all fucking exhausted. Because we got up super early to go to the beach. I got a couple questions already. Okay. Just so we, you can add to the story. Because I got questions here. Okay. So, what time of the day did you call for someone to come fix your car? Okay, so we, so we got to the beach at, like... Mm, it was it was in the morning, so I think it was like 10 a.m. or something like that. But... And they told you no one could come out all day? No, 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 because I didn't know. So I parked my car, and then we left it for ages. And then we came back, and we drove it somewhere, and it was fine. And then all of a sudden, it was probably like, I don't know, it was like... Was it? It was like in the evening when I realized what had happened, because the car was fine, and then all of a sudden it happened. And then... That like they it, then when we called it was like super late and then I don't know what happened but it we just organized it for tomorrow because I had to get because I had you don't to have get because I didn't have hour service? no so you I didn't have, have a... I didn't have cover right okay on my um 
car so i had to get my mum to get cover on my car through her thing and she sorted it out so i don't know what happened she just sorted it out for the next day so and then you had to pay for a caravan yeah and then just at a random place yeah so it was just that happened and then they managed to fix it and they managed to fix it for like what was it like one pound 13 or something like that because it was like this super cheap thing that happened it was like this like rubber seal around something and it was letting everything like leak through the like made my car overheat because it couldn't cool it down or whatever so they yep. they fixed it for super cheap but then yeah so then finally when we got home um which was ended up being like when was it like uh, i don't know it must have been like you like know, so 11 or do something do you do you yeah. in the uk uh-huh. have as long as you are a united kingdom do you have a 24-hour service to fix a car no god knows probably i'd say so but my mum organized it and she just did it for the next day so i was like, okay. okay so she kind of did would, that bit wouldn't so it be cheaper to get someone to come out rather than pay to stay somewhere overnight probably would have been. but um okay okay yeah I, yeah i don't really know what happened there but yeah, and then we got home, we got home super late, and then I'm going to use that as my excuse for being late to the podcast. What time did you get home? I don't know, it's like 11. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> okay. Yep. <laughs> so, guys, <laughs> that's... Okay. Okay, well... I guess we'll, we're all going to have to live with it. We're all here now, so it doesn't really fucking matter at this point, does it? Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so your car's fixed, and you made it back, and you're alive. So that's that's what counts. That's yeah. really, when it comes down to it, that's what matters. Um, what's been going on the last two weeks since last podcast? Because you've been away. I've also been away. But you went over to Ireland and Elvis with you now. What's been? Yep. Tell us what's been happening. Okay, so since last podcast, well, I've actually been uploading a fuck ton, so that's a thing. I've been like, I was spending a lot of time working on videos for the most part. Then I, because because also because when I was away, I wanted videos when I was away, so I had to try and do that. Then I never even managed to do it. Then I went away. Uh, me and Elva just. Uh, I don't even remember half the stuff we did. We just did a lot of stuff, and then we're back here, and that story happened, and, um... Other than that, nothing super interesting, but... There we go, up to date with James. There we go. Everyone is so fucking savage on this chat at the moment. <laughs> Everyone's still so salty at you, man. There's nothing you could do to win them back at this oh, point. Oh, God. Everyone is so salty. <laughs> I'm just losing subs <laughs> as the time ticks by. Uh, Ethan, if you want to get subs, what you got to do is you got to start a stream that uh, is James's <laughs> sub counts going down, plummeting. Uh, Keem needs to jump onto this, Keemstar. And then uh, you'll be on Drama Alert. and uh, I feel like I gained subs from that. From this? You gained subs from this? No, if I was on Drama Alert. That's true. That's actually a good point. Okay. Keem, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Pokemon Go. That's something that Ordle brought up. 
fucking addicted to that shit. What 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 are your Someone, thoughts? Someone pe people thought pe people are going. Are you dead because you got hit by a train playing Pokemon Go? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. no. Well, yeah, I haven't played Pokemon Go. Really? No, because Jesus, why not? Because I don't want to. Why? Um, I love Pokemon a lot, and it looks kind of shit, and it's, it's it, so but it also good. seems addictive, and I also don't have the time in my life to be addicted to anything, I so I'm you. avoiding it really hard. Like, just, yeah. I'm staying the hell away from it, because I'm an obsessive person, and I don't have the time to be obsessed with Pokemon Go. Mm. So I'm just showing restraint and staying away from it, because I feel like if I'll play it, yeah, that's my life. No, yeah, it is. It's 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 very addictive. Me, Elver, and George have been going out like every night trying to catch Pokemon, and like we wandered around a field for about an hour trying to catch a Charmander, and we got it. But it, it was worth it, and it was. Was late it worth it? Night. Yeah, no, it was worth it. Why do you catch Pokemon it. through the day instead of sleeping all day? Oh, no, how no, no, about so, you catch okay, Pokemon so... through the day, <laughs> and then you can wake up on time because you're going to sleep on time. Okay, so what happened was what? Okay. So basically, we had a routine going. So I woke up at like 10 a.m., made videos, and then we waited for George to get in from school, and then we went out and got Pokemon. And then we ended up just like, like, so it'd be like from like 4 p.m. till like 10 p.m., we'd just be catching Pokemon all day. Okay, I see. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. look, it's cool that uh, people are out there doing shit with their life um, and actually being outside. So I think, I mean, there's some benefits of Pokemon Go. But it does seem like a really addictive game. Like, I've, I'm seeing people running around the streets and just, like, outside of people's houses, and it's super weird, just people on their phone. I'm like, this is this is the future. This is the first step to us living in virtual realities for our whole life and day-to-day. -day. This is the first step. I'm, I'm down for it. I'm kind of worried. I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried. If, if, if it's going to be like Pokemon Go, I'm, I'm, I'm all good. I'll, I'll go with it. <laughs> uh, it's a Charmander teller, of course it's worth it. <laughs> I, but I, th I think it, it looks, at the moment, because it's not much to it, it just looks kind of shitty. I'd rather play just the actual Pokemon games on the DS. I think the fun part of it is more, like, if you're playing it on your own, I feel like you get a bit bored, but I think the fun is, like, going around with your friends, like, trying to catch Pokemon, just having banter at the same time. Kind of like trying to take over gyms, you know, like working together, just having fun. I think that's just kind of the fun part. But if you play it on your own, it's kind of like, like you could probably do it for a little bit. But like, I think it's sharing the experience is the fun part. True. Like 100% socially beneficial. Mm. Socially beneficial. It could be the solution to obesity in the world. Like that's a, that's a reality. <laughs> but I just, no, I've avoided Pokemon Go because... I don't need it in my life, and I know I don't need it in my life, and I'm scared of it. <laughs> scared of it. I am actually have a fear of Pokemon Go. Um, so, that's the reality. That's the real reality there. Okay. Okay. Um, I've got... <clears throat> I was just thinking, because I, I wrote all this list up mm -hmm. the other day, because I'm thinking... Because I, I just flew in from Brisbane today... Um, yes, you did. Yes, so I just and I'm back at university tomorrow and work this week. So I just had two weeks holidays. Um, 
and so I'm straight back to it and everything. And I was, yeah, so I was in Brisbane for like a week and a half and I had all my videos just scheduled while I was away. I, I put up my, more videos than you. I was like, how embarrassing for James. <laughs> Tyler's uploading more than you. That's yeah. that's sad. That's insane. But it was fun. Like I put out my box video and stuff and Free Run for Justice is going two episodes out. Episode three is tomorrow. That's been cool. And they're only getting better and better from here. Uh, and then my AC2 walkthrough and stuff and and whatnot. All the all the just the usuals. Oh, and I finished my top five moments series in all the Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah, you did. So that's another thing. I'm glad I actually fin like I started it and I finished it. I didn't, you know, get up to one like do the anti trilogy and then just be like, oh, I can't be fucked. Like yeah, I finished I like them all. Um, what was that other top five series that you started and did one episode off and then never finished? I was just gonna do top five different Assassin's Creed top fives each month. Uh, oh, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did two of them, but then again, yeah. we I, we just brought it to this podcast, so it's not a it's not a huge deal. And even this top five moments, I was doing I did one a week, so I did every week. So I was pretty I'm pretty happy with how it turned out after all that. Yeah, it was good. Um, but I got a vlog coming out. Oh. Uh, in the next couple of days of because I went over. So I live in like southeast Queensland, South Brisbane. And there's like all these islands in the so it's Morton Bay on where Brisbane is, mm -hmm. um that's the Bay Area and then it's there's lots of islands there's Morton Island and then Stradbroke Island, and they're mm -hmm. massive sand islands. So I was over at Stradbroke Island and went hiking through there and stuff with my best mate Joel, and his girlfriend. So I got a vlog coming out where they make there's we see whales, turtles, kangaroos, all the Aussie shit you want. So I've just got like, and it's like 20 minute walk and we're like, oh, whales, oh, turtles, oh, kangaroos and every other poisonous thing. So it, it's a fun, cool little vlog I just put, I'm going to put together. I was actually editing that while I was waiting for you because I was like, oh, I better be productive. Yeah, yeah. Um, while I'm, while I'm not. Well, well, you're getting, you're getting some shut eye, so it's productive in a way, I guess. Oh, I'm trying so to depressing. make excuses for you, but everyone's just getting this chat. You're just going to have to live with the hate on this chat for today, mate. Um, oh, so that's... so sad. I woke up and I was like, no. Oh, <laughs> it was so depressing. I looked at the time and I was like, fuck. It was, it was, no. it was just so confusing for all of us because people were like showing up on the chat, you know, one by one, expecting to have like been late. And people were like, mm. wait, why hasn't this started? And we people kept having to explain... Tyler wasn't the starter, and I'm like, I know as much as you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking the same question. Why isn't the started? Uh, um, oh, so I was going to talk about, because while I was away, I found, I sent you a photo, I found two little games at my parents' house. Ooh, Kingdom yeah. Hearts 1 and 2. And I pulled out the old PlayStation 2 and was playing Kingdom Hearts 1. And the yes. uh, the only person that has a save on on the memory card is Harlan. Um, all all our saves are gone, so it's just because I don't know what happened to our old memory card. So this is the only memory card we have got. Mm -hmm. And he was like a, a, a end of the world. That's the last word he was at. And yeah. I ended up playing for about two. I, I did some grinding and played for about two hours and legitimately rage quit and was like, "Fuck this game, fucking piece <laughs> of shit." And then I. And then I said, I got up and I realized, I was like, fucking classic Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> it was literally like two hours. I was having so much. I'm like, oh my God, I, I've missed this so much. This is the best playing Kingdom Hearts again. This is so amazing. And then I just said, fuck this game. And Ray, and Harlan goes, you're going to keep playing? I said, no, I can't. I'm too angry. <laughs> you, 
Do you know where the when you fight Chernobog? What? The um, the big demon in the volcano. What the fuck? What? <laughs> so you know at end of the world where you jump yeah. through all the all the little worlds. Yeah. And like you have oh, to dude, fight... yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I just didn't know its yeah. name. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about now. Yeah. So you so you fight Chernobog. It's like this big demon, and then you yeah, and yeah. then there's no save point after that. And then you go down the volcano. Is there not? No, there's no save point after that. I okay. think they maybe they added one into the final mix, but this is the PS2 they original might have copy, done. right? Yeah. Because this was the hardest part of the game for me when I used to play it, and mm. now, because there was no save point after that. You into there's no save point until you have to battle Anson, right before yeah. Anson. There's no. Oh, save see, point. me and me and George did. The, we played the normal version, not the Final Mix version. I don't I don't remember if we got a save point or not, but I don't remember finding that a bit difficult. We kind of killed the dude, and then you get uh, Super Glide or whatever, and then we just got kind of went through it, and never even, I never even realized there wasn't a save point. Yeah. Just bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was no, well, there's no save point in this, and mm. yeah, you get Super Glide, and Chernobog's hard enough, like... He's a pretty relatively tough boss. He has some pretty annoying moves, but I was like, I think it was like second try, I killed him. I was like, cool. Went down. You you fight all one of one of the behemoths, um, like those big purple bison-looking motherfucker. Um, the assistant is back and you have to hit his horn, and you fight yeah. him like seventeen times in the game. Oh, and you think I it's love like that the, one. Yeah, and then you have to fight just a bunch of waves of heartless for about half an hour. And uh, then I died right yes. before. Yes, I know what bit you're talking about. That bit is fucking. I told George about because I remember watching him play for the first time. And I was like, "Look, you have to fight Harley for a solid like half an hour." And he he thought I was exaggerating, but it's so long; it lasts for fucking ages. And I died right at the end. And it like it would give you a checkpoint in your final behemoth, the behemoth again, and then do the heartless again. But if you don't, if you don't sit down and finish it and turn off the PlayStation, you then have to fight Chernobog again. Oh, God, yeah. So I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing this again. And then he's like, but then you'll fight Chernobyl. I'm like, no, I'm not playing it ever again. Fuck this game. And I walked away. <laughs> and then I realized, and I was like, classic Kingdom Hearts. I had a classic Kingdom Hearts moment. Classic Kingdom Hearts. It was bullshit. That's fantastic. But in saying that, I am so close to getting a PS4 because I need 2.8 and everything. Oh, yeah. And then oh, I'm the, God, yeah. the hope that 1.5 and 2.5 somehow get yeah, put onto PS4. That'd be great. Which I still have like this little hope for because it just doesn't make sense how they've done all these remakes to port them over and they've yeah. been so slow about it before Kingdom Hearts 3 that there's a new console. Um, mm. So it's yeah. just, that's the dream. But mm, hoping uh, for uh, PS4 soon. I'm just waiting for my fucking tax return and then I'll use mm. some of that cash. Get a PS4, play all the Uncharted's and then Wait for Kingdom Hearts. So that's that's my plans. Yeah. Classic Kingdom Hearts brings the rage on. So. Okay. Anyways, yeah. Did you just, did you just whisper Classic Kingdom Hearts really quietly under your yeah. breath? Yeah, I did. Uh, so let's check the list. So there's a shitload of Assassin's Creed stuff to talk about. Is there? Yeah, there is. Well, because this is the way I think of it now is because the you're doing. And me as well, but less less so. So much speculation videos and content. Oh yeah. 
And every time you do one, I want to talk about it with you on the podcast and vice mm. versa. So if I do the truth, I want to talk about it with you and stuff. So I think it's a great excuse for when we need Assassin's Creed talk and people are like, we want Assassin's Creed talk. Well, we can talk about all the videos we've done in regards to it and bring it to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got multiple things to talk about here. Cool. So what came out, I think, first in the since the last podcast was the box video. was my box mm-hmm. video. Yeah. For Assassin's Creed Empire. So if anyone has watched that, for sure go check it out. It's already disappointed me because it's not at 50,000 views. Like, it's predecessors. <laughs> um, I, I've got hope that it'll get there one day. But, okay. so that, but I, I mean, it got a good response and that was a big thing of mine doing that box video and it was episode 10 of the truth. Theory-wise, what do you think of the video? Do you have another theory other than that? Or are you kind of like, I feel like this is should or will happen? Yeah, um, well, <clears throat> I watched it two weeks ago, so I'm trying to remember. So, I, it's, this is good because people who haven't seen it will be like, what the fuck are they talking about? So, essentially, the box, you, you know, the, I did for my box video, the theory was, I think the box wasn't created by the first civilization as much as other people say, said, you know, it is. It's actually created by humans, and what better civilization that's so far ahead of its time? Like the Egyptians, could have used and made a box, maybe with a pe- using pieces of Eden or Consus in the shroud telling them stuff, or perhaps mm-hmm. a sage telling them about shit. Uh, like you know, somehow they got the Egyptians got a hold of this technology, and that's why it's a wooden fucking box. It's like why in the world would the first civilization make an artifact out of wood, and it's just a box to do stuff. Yes. And, you know, so it's like it makes sense that a human civilization made the box using first civ technology because it's supposed to translate first civilization writings and stuff like that. And that could have helped advance the, the Egyptians' architecture and things like that. And that's why the pyramids were built and stuff. That's why we can't explain those. So it explains mm-hmm. the Egyptian empire and explains yeah. all of that because of the box. And then somehow after the empire fell the boxes were scattered or one box was scattered, you know, they, the technology is kind of lost in time, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then in Empire, I'm not saying it's going to be a big story point, but it'll be like mentioned, you'll just kind of get it, here's what the box does or how it was created or mm-hmm. at least how it affects Egypt. And I think that's, it could get confirmation that it's man-made. Yeah. That, yeah. And someone did say, yeah, e- Ethan brought up, e- Benjamin Franklin said one of the boxes was Egyptian. He's like, oh, isn't this from Egypt or something? And I'm like, oh, shit, they knew about Empire this long. Darby McDevitt, just making it rain. Uh, so, the, Creed, the Creed said, wouldn't Egypt make the box out of gold? Well, I mean... Maybe, mm. but I, I googled Egyptian boxes. And, okay. And... Um, and I was surprised at how... There were gold, but they kind of similar shapes, and there were a variety of different things. Yeah, I mean, it depends who made it. So just Jesus Christ. Um, that was a loud police car. But um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it depends who made it. Like, it depends how they made it. Like, where they made it. Like, it's, mm, yeah. Well, it could have been before the Egyptians were rich and wealthy, right? Like, that's yeah. how they became. I mean, did rich. any did did everyone in Egypt have access to gold to make everything with? Like, well, yeah, that's it. Who knows? And it's like, I don't know. That's, I just think, the Brox, the Box, the Brox, the Box brought about 
a lot of this, you know, technology and stuff. It was the origin for, or perhaps, you know, I'm, this is all speculation, for their empire. So, yeah, it was made of, it was made of wood. And after that, it, it helped them with, you know, bring the empire a lot of riches and all this sort of stuff. But who knows? It's just... It's it's all a theory, you know. It's not doctrine. It's not canon. We don't even know if the game's, you know, a thing. So. Mm, yeah. I th I think it's the theory that makes the most sense um, with the box because people have talked about this before. Like, I mean, uh, who is it that always disagrees though? Hold up, let me think. Is it Colin? I, I don't know, but. There's always someone I know that always disagrees with it about the whole like oh well because it's you know it's wooden it's not precursor and people are like but but it but it but it is precursor and I I don't think it's precursor. <laughs> I I don't you think know. it's precursor either. It's not well Audible approved of it so I'm like well that's one that's that's one tough critic. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know. Yeah. I think I think it makes the most sense. Um, and. I'm not saying it was either planned that way. I'm just saying it's something easily to work in. You know what I mean? Like, they haven't really explained the origins. Mm. They've left it wide open. Now they're going back so far. Why not just explain that's what it was? Yeah. So if if they haven't already done so, Darby, if you see my video, just take the idea. You know, just take <laughs> it. I don't mind. I just think it's a great point. Just mm. take it. Yeah, I also think a good point um, is that Darby's the one that wrote in the box in the first place, and we're assuming that he's going to be writing the next game. So it will make even more sense to reintroduce the box again and have Darby, like, explain what's going on with it. Because he wrote in the original Ezio's box, the first original box. And then, obviously, Richard... What, Richard Freeze, is that his name? Uh, wrote in the Rogue box, which is a different box. Um, and I don't really know what's going on. Because they do look different, and they look different in the same game. And that's another thing that we talked about before on Kill Connor Club, the way I still think that they're two different boxes that do different things and they're just trying to throw us off with it. Maybe, but also it doesn't mean they all couldn't be from Egypt, you know what I mean? Like, who, you know, they could explain it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I like, that's the thing I said about the box, like, people talk about different boxes that look different and, like, maybe there is multiple boxes, maybe they are the same thing, maybe they do different things, maybe they came from the same place or maybe... They haven't decided whether they're different boxes, and they're just like, "Oh, we might do different boxes. So let's make it look different." But we can just say, "Oh, we did. Oh, it's just we fucked it up." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I I need to see until I see it. I won't believe either way. I'm not saying one's right, one's wrong. I'm just like, I believe you're right. That is a possibility, yeah. as well as it's a possibility that they just say there's one box, like, because they haven't confirmed properly. Like, not like a real confirmation, you know, mm. like with the pieces of Eden, we know they're different apples of Eden, you know, we know there's multiple of this because one, it's been said in background lore by the writers I and mean, even in game, we know different characters had it in different places, different times. Yeah. Mm. So it's just kind of, we haven't had the exact same explanation. The box is so mysterious, like they don't even talk about it properly, like as writers to us. When people ask about it, they just say, you know. Nothing. They just say they don't know. Like, I was watching the, the interview that Luma did with Richard Paris, and he's just like, yeah, no, there could be multiple boxes, but I don't know. And it's like, and wait, even, you even don't Gabe, know? What? And, and we asked Gabe, and he goes, oh, really? I thought there was one box. When we asked, mm. there was more than one. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. 
So sometimes I think, I'm like, do, do we know more than most of these developers? Like, what, or are we, are we overthinking this? I don't know. Yeah. But I, I do not know. I don't know. So the box video is there. Um, and then the next video that was put out, which is by you, which was customization in Empire. Yes. Which was really an interesting video because I I kind of, it's almost like until I was playing ACG recently, I kind of forgot how good customization used to be and how simple it was mm. and how just kind of lost it's become. Yeah. You, you said Unity was good and I agree with you because I thought Unity's was good. But can I ask you the question, would you prefer like the Ezio trilogy where you had up armor sets or yes. would you rather like Unity where you have outfit sets? Uh, no, Ezio trilogy. It's okay. better because I prefer having that signature outfit. Like you knew what Ezio's was, but you could add to Ezio's Green. outfit. 100%. But with Arno, it's like Arno doesn't have an outfit. You're literally just changing shit out. And Jacob and Evie's for me was actually even worse. Like Jacob just wore a fucking coat. Like, yeah. it wasn't even robes, like, that I liked was... Eevee's, but yeah. Yeah, I, I liked Eevee's a lot, but Eevee had a lot of different ones as well. They didn't have anything that was set, and I think, like, you know, I was talking about Legacy Outfits, because I made a video on that recently as well, is that how on earth would they include Jacob and Eevee's Legacy Outfits into, well, not Eevee, because... Hats, just hats. You know, just, yeah, just a, just a top hat, just <laughs> an added top hat, uh, just to take the piss a little bit more. Um, <laughs> but, yeah... I mean, they don't have exact outfits. Like, at least with Arno, you've kind of got Arno's original outfit that they showed off in the demos and stuff like that. You know, it's his robes. Um, but yeah, even though I thought the customization was good in Unity, there was, there was things about it that weren't good, like the fact that some of them cost like 400,000 in-game money, and it's like, that's a bit ridiculous, because people talk about it, they're like, oh, it's so easy to get that amount of money. You just keep playing this mission over and over again. I'm like, yeah, but you, that shouldn't be how you get money. Like, you shouldn't get money in-game by, by grinding the same mission over and over and over again. It should be, like, systemic, and it should feel realistic and stuff like that. And you should get an even amount of money to buy stuff. Even though there should be stuff that's hard to get, you should progressively be able to get it as you do more different stuff in the game rather than doing the same thing over and over again. And that's something that I didn't like about Unity, the way that it was kind of pushing microtransactions on you. Like, hey, if you buy this microtransaction, you'll be able to get all the cool stuff. And it was also locked away by lev behind level barriers and stuff as well. Like, you couldn't get certain stuff because you weren't high enough level. Like, whereas with um, the Ezio trilogy, you unlock better armor as Ezio progressed through his story. So, as you got through, you know, you Ezio would, un would, would be able to purchase more things. And also, you had, like, the discounts as well. Like, when you um, upgraded stuff from Monterrey, you'd have the discounts for the blacksmith. And as well... I liked the fact that you could customize and buy things from actual shops rather than just pausing the game and doing it in there because it didn't. It just feels like you're playing a game. Whereas with the Ezio trilogy, it kind of you could get involved in stuff and it feel like you were in this world. That you'd have to go to a blacksmith to upgrade stuff, you'd have to go to a tailor to upgrade other stuff, rather than just pausing the game and having everything in that pause menu. Yeah, I I agree with you 100. You said something I loved, which was the fact that the with iconic outfits, mm. you know. You by upgrading, you felt like you were progressing. You felt like you were upgrading, but you weren't changing outfit. Like you, the outfit you're wearing was awesome and iconic, but you made it look cooler with like, well, you had leather armor first, and then you get this metal armor later, and mm. then you unlock this Uber Altair armor. Like it was the, it was such a nice progression. It was well timed. You felt like it was continuous, and you never felt like you were stuck with an armor set. Like you're like. By the time you get one armor set, you're pretty close. You're starting to get money, and you start getting the next set kind of thing. Yeah. It was a constant progression. It made you feel like you were stronger every sequence. 
So you weren't just stronger as a character. You weren't just better as you got better at playing the game longer. Um, but you got more abilities. You got more weapons. And all of a sudden, this armor's looking cooler and you're stronger. Like, it was just... Mm. It's so simple. It's fucking basics. And they nailed it. And now they've gotten really complicated. Now, I give Unity credit because I've been thinking... I'm like, I wanted them to try that with Assassin's Creed. I wanted them to try to have just different outfits where you customize every little thing on the mm. Assassin. I don't like it. I prefer the old way, but I'm glad they tried it. Kudos to you guys, Ubisoft. You know, mm. thank you for trying. It didn't work, you know. Yeah. Let's simplify it a bit because I think the most important thing is have an iconic outfit that you can upgrade because, you know, there was an Arno robes and then there was like the Arno tailored robes and there's Arno master robes. And that's mm. what, when I play Unity, I usually get that. So, I mean, there was a progression if you just get the, and stick to one robe set. But yeah. I would like an armor set as well. And if you, if there's a similar thing to that, where there's just, you can kind of upgrade the robes as well. And it adds to the robes, but then you can also add armor as well. Mm-hmm. That's also cool. That's an extra thing, but it's still simplified compared to Unity's, which was really a bit too complicated. Now, you don't definitely don't need stats to be added to your outfits. Yeah, it's like it's like with um, with Syndicate they simplified it, but they did it in the wrong way because they removed all the little intricate customization. But instead, it's just outfit sets. So you have one outfit, you have another outfit, you have another outfit, and it's and then you have they you customize braces and belts with Jacob, and then was it capes and something else with Evie, but I don't remember what it was. And th- that was weird weird customization. I think I, I think I still prefer Unity to. Uh, Syndicate cus- Syndicate's customization because Syndicate Same. was just weird. I didn't I didn't like that at all. It was like Red Dead. It was just outfits. That yeah, were less it was cool strange. than the original. One. Mm. I mean, there was one. Uh, there was one. J uh, Evie one I really loved. I loved the one you get after you un- you when you pick up the necklace and you've got Lucy mm. Thorne and she takes it from you and you go out the window you unlock this gown and it's white and it's got like a purple under yeah I know what you're talking under about co- that's the one I always go with white and yeah. purple you give me assassin white and purple yeah I like purple so oh you know. yeah of course <laughs> yeah I went there yeah yeah that's another thing I just realized when you said that the fact that you literally unlock an outfit for just completing a mission annoys me like the way that when you do a mission it's like oh now suddenly you have this it's like i preferred when you used to have to go buy the stuff i mean some stuff is cool to unlock but if you do a challenge for it and it makes sense like with the seals uh, for altair's armor you got that armor because the armor was sitting there you had to get the seals to unlock it i mean they had that in syndicate with the uh, minerva armor for eevee even though the armor was horrible um but they, they kind of did that but i find it weird when in a game like you literally do nothing like you do like one mission that's completely unrelated, and all of a sudden you get an outfit for it, and it comes out of nowhere, and it's weird, and I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's um, it's definitely better that you earned it, you know, rather mm. than just randomly get at this sequence. Yeah, for one hundred percent, and even like you said, the Minerva one you get is fucking shit. Mm, it so is shit. yeah it's horrible like, i'm not this isn't star wars why do i have a invisible co- this isn't harry potter like yeah it was it i don't was want weird. the invisibility cloak on that doesn't really work so i don't know i don't even yeah know. that was weird and she kept like glitching out every few seconds because the outfit had this weird glitchy effect on it 
Was weird. Yeah. Plus, why did it fit her anyway? Because it's Minerva's like armor, and Minerva was like the the first Civ were, were like really tall. I don't get it. Uh because it's a video game, I guess. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> I can't deal with it. Yeah, I know. I know, but you mentioned also legacy. Well, actually, I want to mention something as well. That bring that all is the whole earning thing. It's because the next episode of Assassin's Creed: The Truth, which comes out, I think, on Wednesday, it's going to be like a discussion video about bringing back Assassin Tombs. Ooh, yeah. You know, because they they're like one of the best mm. uh, types of missions to me in all the Assassin's Creed games. Is to have those, because there's a diversity in them. There's the chase ones. There's just the general parkour ones. Some cool stealth ones, infiltration. But they're all just interior missions that are that have different themes to them. You know, from two Brotherhood Revelations, ha all had them in there, and each one's super different and iconic to me mm. in the games. And I think they're amazing. And with Egypt, holy fuck, the things you could Ooh, do yeah. with that. Get the fuck out of here, you know what I mean? That would like, be fantastic. How crazy would it be going into one of the pyramids and finding, like, a mummy in there, you know what I mean? Oh, that'd be amazing. It's the perfect time period to do it. Yeah. Like, it would yeah. work so well. And, like, I think, I like the ones, I think, did, was it Gabe that brought this up? Yeah, I think it was Gabe. Um, Brought up those missions where you randomly go to a different, like, country and, like, place for one mission. I like those in, what were they in? Were they three, Leonardo missions? Like, yeah, the Leonardo ones, but also the ones in 3. I think it was the Peg Lake missions, where you'd randomly go different places. Oh, they were cool. I, those were cool, because they were like the tombs, but they were yeah. kind of different. Like, those were a good part of Assassin's Creed 3 as well. Yeah, actually, you're right. I forgot. I did like those. I really did. They were the, kind of the, the Assassin's Creed 3's version, because they couldn't really yeah. do, you know, the same thing in, you know, North America, because, I mean, I guess kind of the Mayan Ruins one was the best throwback to it, or even mm. there was the... Jamaican like weird mansion thing that's like the mm, doctor yeah. e yes the psych ward or whatever but, but that was, yeah that, that was, was a, cool you're right those were really good and even Da Vinci's flying um like flying machine and all his um gadgets was cool in Brotherhood so yeah those missions would be cool if you could kind of do it like and in yeah Egypt be like Tomb Raider missions kind of thing I guess well you could call them just Tomb Raids you yeah. know instead of assassination you know, tomb, assassin tombs, because that's, you know, only in, you know, two. And then the Romulus Lairs and Brotherhood, and they were the key library key missions in Revelations, and they could just be, you know, tomb raids. Yeah, and they could be and, more, like a lot. And if you do all of them, you get one special reward. An armor, yeah. You get That'd a cool, cool armor piece or something. That'd be very cool. You know, like there could be one out in the middle of the desert, and you go down like a fucking, like, oasis well or something. And it's just emptied out, and then there's just these side cave ones and those random tombs in the middle of nowhere to an actual pyramid in the middle of the city or, you know, catacombs under um, Cairo. You know, there's a million ways you could think of it, and what a great way to bring that back. Mm. Oh, I think it's perfect. Like, as well, like, that encourages exploration and if it is the black flag team working on which i'm pretty sure it is like they are so good at doing exploration like they did with ac4 like imagine giving them ancient egypt and they can just do whatever they want and just make it this huge open explorable like place it's just so cool
why hasn't he like I know Egypt has been on the top of everyone's list, but it's never been like number one. You know what I mean? Like there's always kind of been I think one or two me. before it. Was it? I thought. Yeah, I always used to say when everyone used to ask, "Oh, what you, what location would you love?" I was always like, "Ancient Egypt." I'd love that. That's that was always my like go-to okay. place to say. Mine was always I don't know. It was definitely up there. But for some reason, I was never like I didn't really think too deeply about every little gameplay aspect. But now that you you know we're all doing speculation videos on it, I'm like, holy Jesus, this is the greatest setting they could do that they haven't done already. Mm. In all the ways that made Assassin's Creed great. So I mean, I'm so so excited. I'm actually so excited for Assassin's Creed again. If you know they are doing Egypt, I'm so yeah. confident that. So so am I. Yeah, I I want to ask actually, what what was your top like? The, if anyone asked you like what where would you? I think it, go? What, I think what was it? for some I think it was um, ancient Greece for oh, some okay. reason. But I mean, I would like them to do ancient Egypt, you know, ancient Rome, ancient Greece, kind of as the trilogy. Could you imagine like those three settings would be unbelievable? So perfect. That would you know? that could just if they do it right, like. And imagine doing that all right. Like, the settings are perfect. If they got the exploration and gameplay down, like, with Black Flag, it would be amazing. And then imagine them managing to incorporate a really good story that just... it just They could just do such a good job. I'm... I just hope they don't fuck it up. Yeah, I'm... Look, you know, we, can't, we don't won't know anything, and then there's the modern day that... I'm so sure now they're going to at least tr make a third-person character in the modern day because the time yeah. off and they know what we – like, they know what we want. They really do know what we want from modern day. Mm. At least we want a character and we want a actual story that's, you know, continuing on. So yeah. the year off is just the greatest thing they could have done at this point. I'm so sorry they're taking a year off because the amount they're going to be able to do, you know, we're going to get two games worth of, you know, upgrades to me. Yeah. But without the rushing of the, you know? Yeah. This is a game that was supposed to come out this year, and they've got a full another year, they've been told, to make it and change everything they need to change. Oh, God, it's going to be so good. And the Black Flag team are just amazing anyway. Like, the, like, I'm assuming, I'm just going with the fact that they're making it, because they're, like, you know, that's, that's what we all assume anyways. And it just, that AC4 was so good. Like, the gameplay and open world and its own little story was so good. Like, it might not have been good. Someone someone commented saying, like, you know, if you think about the in, like the games on their own without thinking about how they're attached to, like, the overall story, like, AC4 is actually, like, a fantastic game. It's not, like, you know, a great, like, you know, Assassin's Creed game because it's not, like, a huge part of, the like, the main Assassin's Creed story, but it's a really good story, like, all of it. Like, everything about AC4 is amazing. It's a, oh, it's a phenomenal game. Absolutely. Uh, mm. I was, you mentioned the whole going to other places, right? And I was yeah. thinking, like, for a mission. Mm -hmm. And I think you, Gabe even talked about he would like to see, because when we, it was brought up with the, was it, was it, I think you're right, it was Gabe, when you sent assassins on missions to different places to be able to play those missions. Oh, yeah. Was that what he said, something along the lines? Like I it, think he might have, yeah. Instead, you get to do that. And I was thinking, in ancient times, whether it's like in an ancient Greece game, an ancient Rome game, or, you know, an Egypt set game, Getting to go to somewhere like, for one mission, the ruins of Troy, or, mm. you know, Pompeii. Well, Pompeii that was, what, cool. 86 AD or something, or 76 AD, so, I mean, it depends what time period it's set, whether it's after that or before that, but, you know, like, there's so many historical places you could go to, just for cool, just because why the fuck not, you know what I mean? Like, who mm. cares? We can do what it we want. It would be amazing. 
That would be so fantastic. Like, imagine if they incorporated that. Like, they had separate things. So, like, you've got those Tomb Raiding things, then you've got these separate missions where you could... If they managed to incorporate the Brotherhood again, because I'd love if they did that. I always love the Brotherhood from the Ezio games. If they somehow incorporated the Brotherhood, and yep. then you, when you do, like, uh, if you remember from Revelations, those missions where you'd, you'd go, like, uh, to assassinate a target with your Brotherhood, like, companion person, yep. if they incorporated those into visiting other places, so you went to this other place to go with your, like, you know, buddy assassin, like, trainee person, and then you go to assassinate this person in a new different area that's, like, a separate scenario just for that one mission, that could be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Creed, the Creed just said that's a bit too ambitious, I think. Yeah, maybe. Like, mm, But, I mean, if they make it linear like they did with the Leonardo missions or like the ones they did with Assassin's Creed 3, yeah, they, I think they it. could do it. Like, definitely. you don't have to do a full city or anything. Like, Yeah, you're right. Like, just, just a, a small section, area yeah. that looks like it's bigger than it is, yeah. Mm. I mean, they made Brotherhood in a year. Like, surely, with... I'm sure, you know, they haven't been developing Empire for just the last 12 months. I'm sure it's been... Since Black Since, Flag, which was yeah. 2013, was it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's 2016, and it won't come out until 17. So, for, you know, surely, <laughs> surely. I mean, yeah. that I'm, I'd, I'd give up those just to get things like, you know, Tomb Raids in, yeah. in the game, in the open world, plus a beautiful open world, like you've talked about before, oh, God, having yeah. just the... Egyptian desert with small villages and oases and things like that and yeah, missions to ruins. do around. And then you've got maybe two cities like Cairo, Alexandria, and that's mm. it. And like Havana and Kingston, they're their own section. And maybe with next gen, they could put them on the map, but I'm okay with, you know, the loading thing, you know, well, what the, I mean? leak, actually... the leak, the leak, if we're going by the leak, the leak said there wouldn't, there's no loading times. It's, they said like, it's, bigger than black flag and there's no loading time to see so i mean if we're gonna believe the leak then i guess we need to believe all of it so i do believe the leak but it's also two years out so mm. i'm just saying they could be yeah. planning that and then like this isn't working it's gonna run better if it's a load yeah like i don't so mind I, the load too I, much as long as the game runs better and the game's perfect like why like there's no point in trying to not make load times like just go for it if you need to do that but without them think how good that would be just like this huge open space with the cities integrated into the open space oh holy shit i mean i would you're right i would like that open space to be integrated with it all and it would be unbelievable but you know and i going by the leak i'm sure that's what they want to do i'm sure that's what the team is planning to do but doesn't mean they will be able to mm-hmm just for the reasons of, you know, they might do and be like, this is too much and maybe it's making the game glitch out more and it's just causing too many bugs and we just want it to run super smooth, so we're just going to make it separate loads. You know, that could happen, but hopefully, you're right. And yeah. the leak, and the, it does go to plan. I mean, that's the point of next gen, right? To yeah. be able to do things they've never been able to do before. And it's not like the cities are that huge, you know, in comparison to what they are in the 18th, 19th century. Yeah. So there is that. So it's not like it would be as 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 hard to do. You, but you've got things like pyramids and stuff you've got to render. So that's pretty hectic. Mm. James, think of The Witcher Three. Yeah, that's a massive open world with the cities integrated into the open world as well. So. Is it? There's no load. No, it's no load times. Only when you switch regions. So there's like several open world. How regions. big are the regions though? Massive. Like they're huge. Well, compared to Skyrim. Um. Oh God. Compared to Skyrim. Um. I'd say Velen is probably 
Ooh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to make a judgment, but if to me it feels the same size, but I'm not sure. Like I, the whole game's say. the same size, or the different regions are the same size. I, for me, Velen, which is one region, it feels the same size as Skyrim. But then there's also Skellige, and there's Tucson, which they just added in the new DLC. But, but it so, might not so be. The, it might so not be as big. Are... It might just be me. But there is. are loads then, like in that you're saying. Oh that, yeah, just that... when when you switch to the region, yeah. But like there's cities within the region, so like there's one region which is one massive world, which is Velen. Okay. Like that could be the game. Like they didn't need sure. anymore. That could be the game, and that sure. has a bunch okay. of cities dotted throughout, and you can kind of just enter whenever you want. Then if you want to switch to Skellige, which is like an island, it's like a separate place that feels different. It's like all cold and rainy and snowy and shit. Then you can switch to that one. That has stuff in. And same with Tucson as well. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. Mm. Yeah, no, that that'd be awesome. I mean, I'm so excited in a for a lot of reasons of why Empire could be is a great setting to improve a lot of things and a lot of great ways they can improve the open world and with missions like going to other different places or at least those tomb raids would be amazing. I'd love to because that's just game style. I remember after Luma played Syndicate, he talked about on his walkthrough of it. One of his initial reactions was, I don't like the side missions. I, why aren't there things like the Assassin Tombs back? Like, they were so iconic. Like, every single Assassin Tomb, Romulus Slayer, when you play them, it, they're iconic-themed things. Like, you've got the Duomo in Florence, and then um, the Doge's um, Palace in Venice, but also... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. And then you've got... All the other ones that are spread across, the one in Foley, and each mission, whether it's the place that's iconic or it's just the what you do in the mission, like you chase this guy through a tomb, or it's that really sells one, or it's a parkour one, like the one that with the oil fire and mm. uh, the start of Brotherhood, uh, with the Roman Slayer, or you, when you're under the Colosseum, and the one in Galata yeah. Terra and Revelations where you fall down this, and there's this big cavern in the middle of, underneath the city, like, mm. there's iconic missions there and they're so fun and there's a variety to them mm. i feel like the assassin's creed games for the past however long have been a really hit and miss and there's something that darby said that interested me and i, I think i brought it up before is when someone asked him about syndicate whether it's going to like continue story and stuff like that and his response was something like syndicate's a bit of fun but uh don't worry i've got something or something like that and like assuming that growing empire and like i that just i feel like empire is like because they, they've been developing like, like they said the decision to take a break was after unity so syndicate maybe syndicate was meant like maybe they changed it i don't know or where like whether it's meant to be like that but i feel like syndicate regardless of whatever else is there is still just a game because they'd already made it they released it anyway but the real development and change came with Empire, and that's the thing they're putting all of their change into. And they, I guess they just released Syndicate anyway to try and, like, be like, okay, look, it's not as bad as Unity was. But Empire is where they're really putting their time into, because they've been developing that, like, like I guess since 2013 or to beginning 2014, like, after Black Flag. So, I mean, I feel like if if they, like, with all the time they've had and all, like, the feedback they've managed to get from Unity and Syndicate now... I feel like it's just their time to just nail it, and I really, really hope they can. Yeah. And I think a big thing of it was, it's like everyone's always like, why do people still complain that the answer trilogy is better? Or like, but it's like, going to the, 17th, the 18th and 19th century 
it wasn't that the stories are as bad. Like, you can still do... That's the point of each setting. The Assassin's Creed storylines can be different and varied mm. depending on the setting and where the Assassins are, where the Templars are in the war and how it fits in history. That's its own thing and that's really bad in setting and that then goes to your preferences. In terms of what's iconic in a game, since 3 for you know, Unity, Syndicate, Rogue, each game is different. Like, they're not... Um, they're, they're just doing their own thing. Yeah. They're an open world game, an Assassin's Creed game, and sure, there, there are similarities in the later ones, but from 1 to Revelations, they set a bar of what's iconic, and even the Altair's game to Ezio Trilogy, they're the same style. They're, they have the same iconic mission types. They're the same style of gameplay. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but I just feel like in terms of Egypt, you can fit all the same iconic things into it, whereas... It's kind of the fault of the setting they have is they couldn't do things like uh, an an assassin tomb. Yeah. They couldn't do things like have a really out in the open brotherhood where everyone's wearing hoods and stuff like that as much as you could back in the Ezio days and Altair days because, you know, history is so known to us from back then and they're trying to fit it in this well-known period of time like, you know, the American Revolution, the French Revolution – Mm. and you're so kind of stuck to follow certain things and there's less playing around with history and it's just kind of like so many things they used to do that they just can't do and they're shackled with. Yeah. So I just think the, it, the Egypt time period isn't just the best in terms of how cool the period is. It's just the it's just the right direction in terms of bringing us back to what's iconic about the franchise, what makes Assassin's Creed so good. So yeah, that's what I think. I think it's it's like one of them things where they can they can take everything that we've like all the feedback we've given them and it's a perfect setting to play around with stuff and also it's like we've given them feedback on like customization on like certain gameplay features that we like and it's like they couldn't put them into games and it's like Egypt just allows them to add everything that we kind of want into the games and be able to play around with history to make 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 stuff fit because it's so far back and I just think they can just I just Oh, I have so for some reason like a lot of people are still being really negative about it. like I see in the comments like when I was talking about like oh they could probably do really well with this and people are like no I doubt it. it's probably not going to happen I mean I get why people would think that but I feel like after being able to like do research and like like see how things I don't know just I feel like it's going to be a good one but maybe that's just because I'm really hopeful I I think it's a good one for a lot of reasons and it's not and I understand cynical Ubisoft earned that they aren't people being cynical about their franchise, but it's because a year off, and they're not dumb. They make good games, but they how can they make games of a certain quality when they don't have enough time to do it? And people always, when I say this, I say this all the time, every year, and people go, but Tyler, they've been developing it for years. I, and I'm like, yeah, I know, but they're developing it alongside other Assassin's Creed games at the same time who haven't got feedback. They only get feedback from the most recent game a year out. Syndic- when I was saying before Syndicate, people are like, yeah, but Syndicate's been being made for three, four years. It's not a year, Tyler. I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's only a year since Unity. They don't know before Unity comes out what we want. They don't know what to improve mm. from Unity until Unity comes out. So they're- And they're- the problem is they've already made most of the game by then. So even things that they want to change, they can't. It's too late. So they already shoot themselves in the foot by doing it so far in advance. I think why Brotherhood was so good is because not only was it made in a year, but it was made straight after two that they literally made it based off of feedback. 
The whole game mm. is built off of how do we improve from two, whereas all the other games are just built from each other with no real feedback except last-minute touches and things like that. There's nothing really major story-wise. There's nothing really major uh, in terms of huge open-world aspects. With this, you've got a year off. To you, I mean, they're modern day. They do year-to-year. So they've got a whole extra, double the amount of time they usually do, to go back and wipe that whiteboard clean and start writing on it again. Mm. They've got a year to fix and change a shitload of stuff. And also, they've got the right setting to make something iconic happen. I just, it's just, it's, there's a lot of good things going on. By just having a year off, it changes everything they usually do. Everything yeah. they usually do is thrown out the window. They've got so much time to listen to feedback. It just they're doubling time in a lot of ways. Not for everything, yeah. but in a lot of things. Yeah. It's like you can see when the games do well is because they've listened to feedback. Like AC1, I still think that's a great game. But oh, AC2 improved so much because they had obviously they have the gap like they normally do and they just took all the feedback they got from the first game and just made this masterpiece of Assassin's yeah. Creed 2. And then with Brotherhood, they were like, okay, so this is the feedback we've got. Let's make another game, because everyone loved it so much, about Ezio. Let's just do it. Let's take all the feedback and make it. Then obviously Revelations, they just, you know... that was, was I think that was middle. that was also built off of 2, but... That was also built off 2, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so... But then with things like 3 and 4, Unity, Syndicate, they're, they're, they're not building it off of feedback. I mean, sometimes they are. It's like, but feedback of like two, three-year-old games and like they're kind of building off what they think people are going to like. So they're like, okay, so we did this in this game. How can we improve that? Not even knowing if people like it or even want it in the game because they haven't had time to get feedback on it. So they're just like, okay, we'll do it again. It'll probably be good. They don't, they, there's not really any fan interaction or feedback from the players. Like they just they kind just of build them out. off the games they've already made. So they're like, oh shit, this was in this game. Let's include that in this one. And they don't even know if anyone likes it. They're just throwing in because it was in the last one. And they're like, okay, so we did that here. Let's try and improve. Like, because they let, they're like, let's try and make Syndicate based off of Black Flag because they obviously made it back then as well. Like it was in development after Black Flag was finished, and like they well, were they, they keep were making Syndicate alongside Unity. Right? And it's like I just don't know what they, they they're trying. I guess what they're trying to do is make the game separately to see which one does best and then go, okay, let's pick this direction and go in that direction. Because I think Black Flag, Unity, Syndicate, and Rogue... I mean, Rogue was kind of similar to Black Flag because it was so popular, I guess, maybe. Um, but Unity, Syndicate, and Black Flag are all so different from each other. And I guess they tried to make three separate games um, because they didn't have any feedback, so they couldn't develop on anything. They made three separate games. And I guess at this point, it's like pick and direction, and Black Flag did the best. So I guess they'll go in the direction of Black Flag with this exploration, uh, that kind of thing. But also take the feedback that possibly they got for people talking about the story and about the modern day. And I think they definitely know what we want for the modern day. So I just think at this point, now they're, now they're building off a of feedback, it's a perfect time for them to do well with an Assassin's Creed game. I agree. And I also think another big issue with the last games has been they keep trying to reinvent themselves. You have an identity. Be proud. Mm. You, why are you, I understand why not they tried to reinvent themselves with 3. I get what they were trying to do. And then they, it didn't work out and there was problems with it. Sure, a lot of people loved it. You know, it's, not a, it's not a bad game, but they, there was not the best direction. 4, they did what they could with what they had and it was great. But there were, there's still some issues with 4. Then they tried to reinvent themselves again. 
with new technology for next gen. And then Syndicate was kind of just a uh, here's a not here's a game that's not shit to you know tie you over. And now I think they like it's like stop reinventing yourself. You know you've been doing your franchise for fucking forever now. It's been ten years. You have an identity. You know what works. Do what works. It doesn't mean mm. you can't try new things. It doesn't mean you can't do new things. Of course you can. But you don't need to reinvent your franchise every game. Halo's yeah. been going for 15 years. They don't reinvent themselves in terms of their game, basic gameplay, you know? Even Call of Duty. But that's a terrible example because it's, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I'm just throwing out names at this point. But you know what I mean? Like, franchise has been going for so long. Mm. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Okay. That, uh, that's never yeah. reinvented itself. It's just improved mm. on its identity. That's what Assassin's Creed need to do. Assassin's Creed, Ubisoft, you have an identity. Stop trying to reinvent yourself. You, it's fucking good the first time. Just improve on your identity. You don't need to reinvent yourself. Mm. That's my biggest thing I can say about it. Yeah. that's. It's just... They just need to stick to what they got. Like, I mean... They like after Black Flag, if they'd have left like time in between the games rather than be like, okay, we need to get another game out next year. If they'd have listened to the feedback, it probably wouldn't have been a perfect time for them to, you know, stick to what they had and make a really good game. But because they would, they just it seems like they just kind of panicked and they were just like, shit, let's release everything we can. It's like they went to all these various time periods, and I think now they've taken a break. It's like, okay, we don't have to release a game this year. Now we can take our time. Like, what are we going to do? Let's try and make this what people love rather than trying to make something new. Because trying to make something new off of fan feedback is very difficult when you don't know what they're going to want in this new product you're making. But if you yeah. just make an Assassin's Creed game off of what people love, surely they'll do something well. And I really hope they don't go around making a whole new engine again, trying to reinvent the franchise again. I hope that's not something they do. Well, I don't mind them if they're doing a new engine and things like that. I don't mind if they're not reinventing as long as they're like, in a way, reinventing if you're doing a new engine. But in terms of the way they build their games and structure story, the way they structure um, free roaming and side activities and gameplay, they're going mm. back to what they used to do that way, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like we're still playing the same game. It's still structured in a similar way that's familiar and it makes sense and it's all cool, but you're adding new stuff, but it's a whole new engine maybe. I don't know how it's going to work entirely. I mean, the engine they've got looks great. You know what I mean? Mm, it doesn't look bad. They need to bad. work on it. That's all yeah, they've got to do. And, just keep developing off that engine and it'll it'll go great. Like personally, I, like I've, I've talked about this before. I don't really like the Unity Syndicate engine. It, to me, doesn't... It, Whenever I play on it, it feels unfinished. It, I don't know whether that's just because of Unity, but also when I play in Syndicate, it gets. I keep getting stuck on things when trying to free run, and like it feels really clunky. Yeah, and like sure. I think there's something that Patrice Desolais said, um, and he said about free running and about parkour games and things like that. It's not the animations that matter; it's the transition between the animations that make it look good, and that's what I think the Unity Syndicate engine doesn't do. The transition between animations don't flow as well as they should do, and that's what makes it clunky. Whereas the animations themselves look really cool. Like, the engine does look really cool, but when you try and transition between two different things, it doesn't it doesn't work as well as it probably should. Yeah. Yeah, no. You're right. You're right. And maybe they do need a new engine. But also, with having the year off, you said they can work on feedback, but they can also work on things they want to do. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is... 
because there is a deadline and with Ubisoft it is strict and I know it seems like they have a lot of time but they really don't so there's a lot of things I'm sure that because I don't these developers want to make good games and I'm sure there's plenty of things with Unity Syndicate Black Flag 3 and even the Ed 2 Trilogy of because of these time constraints there's things they want to do and envision doing but they just have to cut from the game because they don't have time so it also just gives them time to perfect their vision of the game let alone, so we're getting the product they at least envision straight away, let alone improving on things. Yeah. So I'm just excited to at least see close to a full vision of these writers like Darby and directors like Ashraf Ishmael because those guys, the Black Flag team's fucking great. We all know this. Um, they can make a quality game. But I wanted to talk to you about the writing because it's something I've been mm-hmm. thinking about and I do want to do a video on it as well later. But I thought since I, you know, bring new topics to the podcast, it's new to old. And I, and I, I know it's, I said we sound like a broken record and we're just salty about how good the new old games are and the new ones suck. The new ones don't suck. I think, again, like I said, they're try, they've been trying to reinvent themselves so much. They kind of have lost their way with the deadlines being so tight and things like that um, and a bit complacent with how they do things. Mm. The thing I want to bring up was writing and its subtleties. Yeah. And how important subtleties are. And it's because I've been playing Black Flag and I've been watching some Syndicate stuff and I'm doing the AC2 walkthrough. So I'm kind of all around the franchise at the moment. Mm. And I'm noticing things that are just simple stuff, but they make the game feel a million times better. Mm. Now, the thing about Assassin's Creed 2 is we know they don't treat you like you're dumb. And I feel like Syndicate and stuff treat you like you're a fucking retard in some ways because I know what an assassin is you don't need to tell me a guy with a hood is an assassin and explain it super obviously like in Assassin's Creed 2 you meet all these people and you don't really know what the like I know an assassin is I bought Assassin's Creed 2 we know it's about fucking assassins Mm. but they don't throw it in your face Ezio doesn't know who the assassins really are until almost the end of the game Mm. But we know we're playing Assassin's Creed. The, we're not confused as the player. We're invested in this character. He doesn't have to have everything obviously thrown at him. The story's put together piece by piece. We learn about things bit by bit. And we kind of have to put things together ourselves. And it's not thrown in your face, obviously, that all these people you're meeting are assassins and it gets revealed at the end. You kind of suspect that. You know, you're all like, these are all kind of people that seem to have, why do they have such vested interest in you? You know, you kind of put things together, and then when it comes together, it's like, oh, that's cool. I kind of thought this, but, you know, it's cool to see that it's all together, and it's not obviously just like, we're all assassins. It's just they all show up, and you're like, wait, what's everyone doing here? And you start to put it together yourself before it tells you. Yeah. Then you get to Syndicate, in which there's dialogue in the first scene where they have to say each other's names so we know it's Jacob and Evie. Oh, God. I hate it when they do that. What the fuck are we doing? (laughs) And then, literally, they get off the train in London and there's dialogue explaining to you exactly what they're doing there. And Evie goes, oh, didn't you listen the first 20 times I say it? Just so they can explain it in every oh, way. Oh, God. It's because, I guess, it's this is what I've talked about with Kingdom Hearts as well, is people have been like, like Amir talked to me about it and he was like, what the hell, I'm playing Kingdom Hearts 2 and it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, well, you should have played the first one. And it's like... Things like that with Assassin's Creed, I get it with like Unity and Syndicate, with the new games, they're trying to try they're trying to introduce it to a new audience. But in the what well, people like, were I feel new like to Assassin's Creed too. Like, they yeah, know what exactly. they're playing. They but know like, what game they paid for. Yeah. The new yeah. audience isn't dumb either. 
They know they're playing Assassin's Creed. They're like, so there's some Assassins, they wear hoods. You, that's all you need to know. You can figure it out by just playing a decent storyline. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not fucking retarded here. Assassin's Creed 2 explained it little bits. They hinted stuff, but they made it, you know, realistic dialogue. They made it, like, believable for this guy coming into it. Mm. A new player could play Assassin's Creed 2, and it doesn't throw it in your face, and you totally get it yourself. And if you don't understand something, you'll eventually get it later. Mm. Or play it again. And then you'll get it, and then you'll 100% get it the second time. You'll be like, you'll pick up extra things. And things like that are better because you can pick up things the second time. And you want to know why Syndicate can't be replayed? Is because there's nothing new to pick up the second time because it's thrown in yeah. your face like you're a fucking retard the first time. Mm, yeah. There's no substance. There's no substance anymore. It's just content thrown at you. And when I realized this, like, playing them all, like, at the same time rather than, you know, playing them one at a time, you know, in an order, I've been jumping between them, like, playing one for leisure and playing one for the game. And I'm like, holy fuck. It's so simple. It's just so obvious the history isn't thrown in your face. Like, you're in the American Revolution. This is George Washington. It's just yeah. like, I'm like, who's Rodrigo Borgia? And then I'll go look him up. And you learn yourself. Or, you, if you want to, you can go to the database, which is like the coolest shit ever, and you felt like you were a hardcore player because you were trying to look into it yourself. It doesn't throw it in your face who he was. Yeah, that is... That's actually... I've never really thought about it like that. It is... They are... They're like, with the SEO trilogy, it was really subtle. Like, they put you into, like, the historical time period, like, Italian Renaissance, but, like you were it was they they treat it as if you were just in the time period like they didn't need to make it like this kind of historical like tour through history like they just put you in that time period and maybe some people showed up maybe they didn't maybe there were some historical events maybe they just mentioned it in the like in the background and it wasn't like so like they didn't force everything on you just to be like hey guys you're in this time period let's put every single historical point like in this game as we possibly can and they did that a lot with AC3 um AC4 wasn't so bad that was they did they did well with that and then with like unity and with syndicate like it is actually really just they try and enforce everything so much as if you're like a 5 year old playing the game and you don't get what's happening and I think they did that with the gameplay as well in Syndicate with the whole, because, like, um, Mark Alexi Cote, his reasoning for always having, like, the hat and, like, you can't put your hood on is so that it's a visual cue for the players if crouching wasn't enough to tell you that you're in stealth mode. And that's dumb. Like, we're not idiots. Like, we know that if you're crouching, it's stealth mode, and we're now using stealth. Like, the hat hood thing was just a stupid excuse, and I don't know why why that was even, like, a thing that ever was, like, ever came up. <clears throat> yeah, and I think someone talked about saying, I played Syndicate and I hate how it told you where every entry point was in an assassination mission. I'm not retarded. Mm. I'm like, right? It's the simplest stuff that makes... The they hold your fucking hand and treat you like a retard. We are not stupid. We don't need you to tell us, you know, in the first scene, who these characters are. We will figure it out. Mm, exactly. It has to be That's more realistic. That's right, Jacob. Huh, you said it, Evie Fry. Oh, oh God. my God! I the wanted cringe. to punch myself can't. in the face. Jesus Christ! I felt so bad. I'm sure Victoria Atkin and Paul Amos wanted to punch themselves in the face having to say that shit. Oh God! You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like it's so just obvious stuff it throws at you. Mm. 
Like every, you know, everything, every step of the way. Like there's no subtlety. There's no treatment like you're figuring it out. It's all just there as you see it. Mm. I'm not going to play it again and get like, oh, I missed that. Oh, interesting. Who's this character? I better look him up. Like even the historical characters, it comes up with a title next to them. Yeah. When do you meet them? It's like, don't forget this is it. The coolest part They're about everywhere something. everywhere as well. And the coolest part about some of the old games is you're like, sometimes the second time I'm like, holy shit, that's that guy. And that mm. that came in like in Black Flag and 3 did it as well. Yeah. But the Ezio Trilogy did it. And, you know, it didn't throw it in your face. Like, did you miss it? Did you miss that this is Charles Dickens? No, we didn't because you said it in the fucking game. There's a big title that says Charles Dickens. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, as, as well in Syndicate, like, I, lo I like the Paris stories in Unity because they felt like systemic side quests. In Syndicate, the London stories, I just, like, I don't get why they did it. Like, it felt like a joke to me. Like, every side mission was a mission for a historical figure. Like, there was Charles Darwin, Charles Dickens, Queen Victoria like, um, Karl Max, or whatever, like, there was loads of historical characters that all happened to bump into Jacob and Evie, and you just did missions for all of them, and it was so fucking stupid. I just, I just got <laughs> so upset. I didn't expect to get this upset about this when I wrote it down. I just kind of been thinking about it, but I'm kind of thinking more as I talk, yeah. so I'm just getting really angry at how obvious things are. Yeah, it's, 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 I don't, like, they did it with AC3, and then they kind of did it, it wasn't as much with 4, 4 did the subtlety well, Unity it wasn't, wasn't too bad. bad, it was still, yeah, yeah. You, uh, was Unity's was a bit, uh, but Unity's just was kind of bland, it was yeah. so, it didn't really it care about itself, yeah. it didn't really care about the Assassin Templars, like, it didn't care to take itself seriously, it was like it was, neither, it was, it was just kind of there, like, they made his love story corny and obvious and oh, threw it kind God. of at you. And for oh, well, it was it was very much Attack of the Clones. Yeah. You know? Oh God, I hate I hate how I uh, in Unity, the love story between Elise and Arno is kind of it's so forced on you. Like it's something that you don't care about because you've never seen. Like you've never you didn't you don't develop the interest in it. Like there's no kind of oh look like you know oh I get it I get why Arno cares about Elise because they never show us it. They just skip like like, what is it, like, 15 years into the future or whatever, and then Arno just has this little reminisce with Elise, and it's like, well, I can't reminisce about this, you never showed me it, like, I don't care about it, you're just telling me things, like, I don't care about the love story, it was, it, that, like, is one of the reasons why Unity's story was so bland, is because of that love story that's horrible. I cared more about Belek and Arno's relationship, because you saw mm, it yeah. from start, and you saw it progress, yeah. and it's an easy to understand, you know, mentor-protege, you know what mm. I mean? That's an easy one to digest, and it's not one that takes a huge amount of screen time to get you invested in. Whereas you need more screen time than that to get you invested in a love story. Mm. You know, you can't skip important bits, or else we can't then get invested, yeah. which is what happened with Uni. Like, it's not its fault. It tried to do it with what it had, but you can't really do it with that. Yeah. You need more time in a game to develop that, and there wasn't enough. Yeah, they managed to and do it with Christina and Ezio in Brotherhood. They did a How good did there. they do that so? Well, it's because you literally went, you were at all the big moments. Yeah. So you, and you're you already, see, by yeah. then you're invested in Ezio, and you've seen him with multiple women, and you're like, I wonder if he'll ever settle down. And then you realize that this girl, and this is again, subtlety, 
this girl who was in just the start of two that you were like, it's, it was a play in nice and you're like, holy shit, he was in love with her and you see all these important moments and his heartbreak and you feel his emotions and hers and it's 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 such a whirlwind of, of things going on. But also that I was like, this is fucking crazy and this is what's cool about subtlety and putting things together yourself as a player is in Assassin's Creed 2, Ezio says to Claudia, when Claudia goes about the um, her father and brothers, were they given a proper burial? And Ezio goes, yes, they were. And you're like, were they? I don't know. I didn't, Were they actually buried mm. properly? I just saw them get hung and that's it. And then in Brotherhood, you're like, holy shit, they actually did. Ezio knew that because he did it. Mm. Like, that's cool. You put it together, events like that. It's, they did such a good job with that. And they also managed to do it with... Um... Ezio and Sophia it wasn't like there wasn't as much emotion there because it was like that like it wasn't as tragic as Christina but I mean like True. the fact that it was it was good it was a, it rounded everything off like the fact that Ezio finally found someone else after Christina because you know he talks about it like in his letters to Claudia says like you know after Christina he never thought he could love anyone again and then he found Sophia and it's like it just makes you happy for Ezio because he's been through so much because you're so connected to the character by revelations that when he meets Sophia and he's trying to protect her and he's also like falling in love with her it's like they they realistically did it but it also wasn't the main point point of the game it That's was just it. on the side but it was also so much better than unity's it was just kind of like like the Ezio Sophia stuff it's not that I brag about but it's it was fine mm. it worked and we were like yep good and you're right it wasn't the main part whereas because this kind of not well fleshed out love story in Unity was the primary thing for it, while and a revenge story in amongst it. It you missed out on any development for these villains and the Templar side, and there was very little, but there was some assassin build up at the start. But that it has its own climax in the middle of the game with Belek, and that's like cool. Well, that's part of the story's over now, and they don't really continue with it now. It's oh, it's the Templars get the second half of the game. But there's no fleshed out Templars. It's too busy focusing on this love story that you killed your mentor over, and it's kind of average. And I'm like, yeah. I wish I honestly, if I could make the choice, I might have, might have, uh, you know, helped Belek. Yeah, I, I see that. That's the thing. I completely agreed with Belek when I was fighting him. I was like, but why in some ways, him? I agree with him. Like, I think he shouldn't have killed Mirabo. That was a bit dumb. But um, I agreed with what Belek was saying like the assassins did need a like a rebirth in like like you know Paris because yeah. it was like th they were so old-fashioned and like Arno like you know he managed to track down tra track down like the Grand Master or whatever and they're like no you can't go after him you're not allowed give us all your stuff no and it was like what what do you do he could literally kill him like what are you what are you doing like I don't know it was weird but then Arno chose Elise, like, I mean, I, I guess he chose Elise because he, he had this huge backstory with her that we knew nothing about, so didn't care about, but that's why. But it was just, that whole part of the game was weird. It was. It was very, I don't know, it was just... <sighs> well, we're talking about Union Syndicate again, um, and we talked last time about you think Unity's better than Syndicate and the verses and the whole re-review and everything. Mm -hmm. So someone asked last week, so we're not going to do a top five this week. Instead, mm. I thought maybe you could and I could re-rank all the Assassin's Creed games again. Ooh, that's a that's one that's going to get some people mad. Because um, I've been so, thinking but, about but, this. 
But before you do, we got 63 people watching. So does it, can everyone like the stream? If you haven't already, that would be amazing, please. And share it on Twitter with the hashtag KillConnorClub. Yes, just that'd cause, be awesome. You know, just, We've got a lot of fucking people watching. Jesus I know, Christ. it's great. Where did that come from? Oh, you changed the title. It sounds oh, good yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Realized, I realized that's what we were talking about, it. and I was like, well, we've talked about this for a good hour. Better change the title to it. See, this is why I, uh, I, I thought... Since we're doing, there's so much empire speculation going on. If we talk about what we talk about in our videos and topics and stuff, that'll be a huge amount of Assassin's Creed talk and stuff because mm -hmm. it's been awesome seeing your speculation videos and it's been awesome doing the truth and stuff and other, seeing other people's stuff. So it's great to bring community videos then to topics in, in the podcast. Mm. Yes, indeed. Okay, so do you want me to go first? So you, you with the re-rankings? Because uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna re-rank anything. Actually, I, I yeah, okay, I'll I'll start. So Brotherhood's okay. my first, and I've, okay. that's pretty much always been my first. And by just like the tiniest little bit millimeter behind it is Assassin's Creed Two. Mm -hmm. So they're my two favorites by far. Yeah, but very close. But I go Brotherhood first, AC Two second, Revelations is third. Mm -hmm. And then, honestly, I might put Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag fourth. Ooh. And then Assassin's Creed 1 after Black Flag. Okay. And then I'd put... <sighs> this is tough. I think I'd still put Syndicate next. Okay. Then Rogue, then Unity, and then 3 last. Mm-hmm. I think I'd still stick to that, because... Okay. Whether I can replay it or not, and even though I have a lot of problems with Syndicate, I had more... I never screamed at the television while playing it. I don't despise the main character from it. And it was fun the first time I played it. So Syndicate okay. is where it is. Rogue was 11 and a half minutes. Um, yeah, and then Unity had its problems, had me screaming at the television the whole time I played it. And then 3's, to me, 3... Everyone knows my issues, but I get it. it's not a bad game, but to me, it's the, my worst type of game. Okay. But you are the one with the big re-rankings. Okay, yeah, everyone... I'm going to switch everything around, because I... Okay, so I tend to do it, like, how I feel at the time, I guess. Like, I mean, it's kind of overall, so, like, rather than thinking what it was like when I first played it, I'm kind of thinking, right, which ones do I like to replay? How do I feel about the characters? Stuff like that. So I think, okay, so, number one, AC2. And then, like you said, super close behind, like, would be Brotherhood. Um, but I always put 82 first, just because... I don't know why. Just 2. I get it. Tr trust, me. Me. trust me, I get it. It's, it's close. Yeah. Then Revelations. Then I'd put AC1, because I still love replaying that game. I just As do love, I. I love the, the start of the series. It just... So much nostalgia there. And I just, I just love that game so much, so I put 1 next. Then I think I'd go with AC4. Uh, yeah, see, that see, amazing. I think this might be like Brotherhood and 2 with you and me. Mm. Like, to me, 4 and 1 are close. I think it's just because yeah. 4's luckily made later, has more substance to it, but it's just as good. I like Edward and Alte almost equally. Mm. I don't know. They're close, yeah. though. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. That's. So, yeah, so 4, then. Okay, so what are the games I have left? I have Unity, Syndicate 3, and Rogue, right? Yes. Okay, so next I would Holy put... Holy shit. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so, hmm. 
So, three Unity and Syndicate, I don't really like. So, I guess I'd put Rogue next. Okay, sure. Makes sense. Then I would put three. <laughs> then mm. Unity and Syndicate. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, but it's all really close. So, like, like there's, like, the first half of the list, which is all ones that I like. Then you've got four and one that are really close. Then there's, like, Rogue that's just kind of floating around. Then it's, like, Unity, Syndicate, and 3. I don't like, like, that much. They're all my three disliked ones, so they're all so close. I just had to kind of figure out a way to order them. And Syndicate, for me, like, after really, like, rethinking about it, like, personally, like, I don't hate 3. I just don't think it's as good as the other games. Um, it's not it's not a good game. I, I really don't like Connor. The gameplay for me was fun, and I think it was structured well. I don't think there's ever a time where I'm like, oh, no, this mission again, other than the one where you're on the back of the horse with Paul Revere. But other than that, I think the, the well. game, the, like, the missions were structured well. I don't, I think the, I think the modern day was rushed. I think Connor was boring. Um, but other than that, I'd still put three above Unity and Syndicate because I don't want to replay Syndicate. The thought of that makes me want to kill myself. And Unity is Unity, and so I'd feel wrong putting that above three because it's Unity, and I just just three to me feels more like an Assassin's Creed game than Unity does because it's like three, yeah, it's an Assassin's Creed game. It fits with the other Assassin's Creed games. Unity feels so separate that I, I can't put that above three. Well, there we go. I can't believe Syndicate's your least favorite. Yeah, I'm shocked. For now, anyways. We'll see what happens. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, you will change your mind definitely next week. So yeah, just, just don't worry about it, guys. My list means nothing. It has absolutely no substance to it whatsoever. Well, it has a it has a lot of views of substance to it. Every time yeah, we make yeah, another one, so right. yeah, it's good it that it make... changes, you know. But it, they get so many dislikes. People get so mad at me. They're like, "No, Black Flag is number one. How dare you think the SEO trilogy is better?" Assassin's Creed one shit. Assassin's Creed three is the best. I'm like, well, oh, okay. people. That's another common one. Yeah. The AC4 is better than the Ezio Trilogy, and the uh, 3 is better than 1. And it's like, both those things are wrong. Um, yeah, it's like, well, I get that 1 is repetitive. 1 has a huge amount of flaws, but 1 was also made with what it had. Yeah. You know, you can't just be like... It's like, it's like saying, you know, something so obvious is Skyrim had more in it than Halo 1. I'm like, well, no shit. Like, it's not even a comparison. Like, there's different, you know, you're mm. using different shit to it. There's more in, you know, the in the in Elder Scrolls Five than there is in Four. There's more in Halo 3 than there was in Halo 1. Like, it's just, every game has more in it and extra yeah. stuff. And so, in some ways, that makes it better. But you work with what you had at the time, and there's expectations at a time, you know? Mm. You haven't. You had the expectations of one with one. You like it for what it is, and then you have the set expectation for what you think it should be improved upon. It, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. You know, it's just like yeah, yeah, that makes. You're sense. not. It's not like I'm. We're comparing one to three in terms of like they were all made today. You know, yeah, I'd probably it's how like. They are, like yeah. Yeah, That's, well, it's easy for us to say because we played them at the time. It's mm. different if you're someone who's played them all later. So I get that. It's, one would be very tough to play if you've, let's say, played the others first. Or seen the others been played first. Mm. And you have the expectations of what they look like now. And then you go back and play one and you're like, well, this is shit. And I'm like, oh, fair enough. It's still got a great story in there for you. But it's it would be tough to play. So Yeah. 
what can you do? Yeah. I'd be interested to see what Elba's uh, list would be, because she played them all together, like, now, like... So I'd be interested to see what hers is, because she said she really enjoyed one. And That's a true. lot of people don't. They're like, oh, shit, compared to three. Maybe they're just stupid. <laughs> well, people can have different opinions, to be fair, to them. Can they? But yeah, they, they definitely can. Like, I get I get that people don't like one. I, I, see, I saw it when I played one and people didn't like one. I get mm. it, but I yeah, like it. Yeah, I get it as well. Yeah, I like it as well. It's a 50-50. It's like Watch Dogs 1. I get why people don't like the first Watch Dogs. I still liked it. No, I didn't like it. And I think Watch Dogs 2 could be like Assassin's Creed 2, where it's more or less universally liked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can see now that 2's probably going to be far superior, but it doesn't mean I don't like 1, you yeah. know? It has its flaws, but I, that's, it, it met my expectations. Mm. So, I don't know. It's just... 1's always been a bit of a polarizing game. Where it splits people down the middle a bit. Yeah. Someone said, I think Rogue would have been a good DLC. I mean, I personally wouldn't have paid for an 11-minute DLC, but... You know, <laughs> Is whatever. it free DLC? Yeah, well, hopefully. Free update? Free update. <laughs> free update. <laughs> <laughs> Adds a new outfit for Edward and that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah, and this 11-minute uh, camp short campaign. Oh, yeah, yeah, that too. New York's back. It looks more or less the same, just slightly more tropical for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it, was it just me or did New York look way shitter in it Rogue was, than it, it did was in 3? It was weird. Like, it looked more realistic in 3, and then in Rogue, it, like, it was looked like weird. it was made in the West Indies. Yeah, that was strange. <laughs> that was strange. And it was... Nah, that was weird. It looked fucking weird, and it was just shit. There was nothing to do in there. There was just a bunch of the same, just capture this base, and that's the whole free roam in the game. Yeah. yeah. And catch pigeons. Oh, like, God. The, oh, I used to like assassin contracts. Then they make them, like, assassin interception missions. Those were so boring. Yeah. It was a shit game, though, so to be fair. Yeah, it was... I mean, it, I, yeah. Okay, yeah. Whatever. I mean, if... If you play rogue side missions along with the story, the game becomes quite long. You're right. If you do the your bases alongside, it might be like 18 minutes. But if you're really <laughs> all the side activities, then you're talking about the collectibles as well. And I say, fuck that. I'm not doing all the 10 hours of collectibles they put in it. Because like this game has no content. Let's just scatter seven to 100 of seven different kinds of collectibles around the map. Thumbs up. Like, fuck off. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking short game. It's a good game. It's a there's a lot of sh cool shit in Rogue. That story is awesome, but it's eleven minutes of awesome. It's not, you know, twenty five hours of awesome like two and four. So that's all yeah. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I like Rogue. It's just short. Mm. Yeah, Rogue has one of the best stories. Does it though? I think it's just good compared to Unity and Syndicate and like three. Well, story's good like it has good progression it has good I, mean, I didn't care about shay that much i mean he was just kind of meh he was okay like he was he wasn't a bad but he wasn't that great either he's yeah forgettable, so i think he's definitely forgettable i don't really remember him at all other than like i agreed with decisions like i got that he was struggling with the assassin i got the ad he wanted to kill the assassins i did too i'm like what the fuck they just murdered a bunch of civilians with earthquakes like yeah it's it was I I got rogue like I was like oh I get what we're doing here, 
and I agree with all their missions, but then it kind of became, started to become a bit generic in the middle, and then it ended, and I'm like, well, that story I already kind of knew happened anyway, um, mm. because, you know, three, they told us the assassin started. I don't really need a whole game explaining why exactly. Yeah, people, yeah people are like, oh, it's a great link between the games. And it's like, yeah, but I knew what happened in the link. Like, I knew that the assassins were wiped out, and then Connor wanted to build them back up. Like that, I knew that happened. I don't like the get like that wasn't the purpose of the game. The purpose of the game wasn't to link four and like three. It was to tell. I guess it was. I guess it was put there as a. Okay. Okay. I think we're live again. Yeah, we're live Are again. We? Yeah, fixed it. Okay. For some reason, the stream Ooh. key, the stream key reset itself midway through the stream. So apparently, I was streaming to the wrong stream key, because it randomly decided to refresh and reset itself to something else. Um. What? Well, we just went from our 60 to 70 viewers to 14. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sad. Hopefully they'll come back. I'll just like tweet out and be like, we're live again, fixed it. Yeah, we did fix it, so. Everyone just dropped off. Okay, we're slowly coming back up. But okay. Jesus if everyone Christ. go ahead and share the stream with anyone that might have disappeared, uh, let them know we're back again. And for sure like the stream if you haven't already, because uh, let's get to 100, surely. Oh yeah, we're super close to 100. Not far off. Um, do, 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 do. so um, let's check the list again. We already talked about Pokemon Go. You got ahead of me. That was down on the list. Okay. So I'm like, oh fuck. Um, I may have uh, I may have done a f uh, I may have fucked up a little though. Okay. So I tweeted last Saturday, Tyler's Tales. That's what I said. Oh yeah, I saw yeah. Yeah, nah, I might have got a bit ahead of myself because I was drunk when I tweeted that. Well, that was about 4.30 in the morning. Okay. Um, so I felt bad because, not because nothing happened, but because probably something can't talk about. And okay. now I've got like these expectations there. So I do feel bad about that because, you know... Some things are personal, so. Mm -hmm. But I don't have nothing to talk about. I mean, I had some funny stories. I was, I did go out and get drunk a lot while I was away, like, and go out partying and stuff. And there mm -hmm. were some funny moments, you know. It it tends to happen. I had a mate that turned, um, that I used to work with. He's just turned eighteen, so we all took him out drinking and had a big night. It was a good time. Had one of my friends lose his phone at a club. And we had to use the... Have you ever actually used the iPhone, lost iPhone, or find my iPhone Oh, yeah, or yeah, yeah. That was funny. So this club, right, had no reception in it. And my mate's just got this new phone. He's just been overseas to Europe, gets back, and he's lost his phone overseas. Or, or so, oh, no, not lost his phone. He's broken his phone, which is kind of shit, and he's lost some stuff. He's lost, like, his wallet. He just had a bad night overall. So he got a brand okay. new iPhone 6 from his new girlfriend. Her dad works for a phone company or something like that. So he's got a brand new phone and he doesn't have any identification because he lost his license and everything overseas, but he has his passport. So this night, he just mm -hmm. has a shit night because we go to this club, we've caught an Uber there, we've all been drinking for a while and uh, he goes to the door. They won't let him in. They're like, we don't accept... Um, uh, we don't accept passports, and because we went out the weekend before, like to the mm -hmm. city, 
because this is like one of our local clubs instead of our like actually in Brisbane City. And he they and we're like, what the fuck? Everywhere except Spass was like, no, leave. So we go to cops like because it's like cops that hang around and mm. ask them. And they're like, oh, it depends on the place, blah, blah, blah. But in the end, they we get a girl, one of the, a pretty girl to go up and talk to these guys. She asked them, and then they let us in. So that's wow. that's it. if you want to get things done, hang out with pretty girls. They'll get Damn. shit done. That's what I've learned in life. Um, wow. And so they, they let us in, and Dave's Dave's super happy. We go inside, and night goes on. Blah 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 blah. And I go to, and I go to my mate, and he goes, "I've lost my phone." I'm like, "Dave, you just." You ju- you just got the phone like yesterday. He's like, I know, I know. I'm like, how did Jesus you lose Christ. it? He just goes, I don't know. I just have no idea. And we we run around for it and we do. There's no reception in this in this bar or in this um, club. Mm. And I'm looking around and it says it's still there. Like it's like it's on the street or whatever. So like it's not the exact location, but we're like it's it's here. So we keep running around. We keep running around. And I do the like, because on Find My iPhone, it has, like, you send the phone a message. Like, you can yeah. turn the phone to lost. So, it'll send a message saying, this phone is lost. Please call. And I sent it my phone number. Yeah. And and hopefully it would work. And then uh, uh, ages went on. Nothing. And then all of a sudden, I catch reception. And the GPS takes me to uh, multiple suburbs away. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, fuck, someone's taking it. Oh, oh God. Shit. <laughs> someone's fucking taking the phone. So I go to my mate and one of the others, because there's a big group of us. My brother Harlan was there with us. I felt bad for this because I just didn't tell him, left in the middle of the night. You know, it's like 1.30 in the morning. And I go to my mate, two of my mates, and we're like, I go, it's in Cleveland or whatever suburb we're in. I think that's where it was. I can't really mm-hmm. remember the exact suburb. Somewhere away. So we just like go to the cabbie and go, cabbie, we need. We're on a mission. We're trying to follow this phone. And he mm-hmm. goes, what? Some, some, you know, this guy's going off. Classic Aussie cab drivers. Oh, this yeah. some fuck, some fuck stolen it. And we're like, yeah, man. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll follow him. But in the but while we we're driving, or maybe it was before. I can't even remember. I was really drunk because I, I woke up to text messages to people I don't know. So they actually rang me. I get a phone call and it's from my mate's phone. I'm like, oh shit. So here we go. And there's girls on the, on the other end and they're, and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought it was my friend's phone. I'm like, what do you mean? You th- like, how did you think it was your friend's phone? And did, did your friend, did you not ask your friend, here's your phone? And, um, and yeah, Harlan just said, he's like, I texted you to find out you'd left. Like, he's like, where are you? I'm like, oh, not there. <laughs> <laughs> I just middle of the night left. And, um, <laughs> and oh, I've lost, I've lost my train of thought now. Thanks, Harlan. I actually read Billy's, <laughs> Billy's comment, which is classic Aussie cab drivers. They're all Indian. That's true. But if, if they're, if they're white, they're usually super aggressive and blokey. Um, and yeah, so pretty much they rang us and they're, and they're like, yeah, so we're at this address. So they sent me their address. So we're like, oh, sweet. So we ended up driving over there and there's like 10 of these girls out the front and it turns out it's just someone, one of my, my mate that lost the phone. He'd, um, 
tried to get cigarettes off them or borrow a cigarette from them or something. So mm -hmm. he'd been talking to them and then he just left his phone on the table and one of them has picked it up thinking it's theirs or something. So okay. we went over and they were really scared. Like, like to be fair, the place we're at is super dodgy and known for just really, it's just the most filthy, disgusting nightclub. Like mm. it's, Look, when you go there, all I can say is you're just filled with regret the next day. Just so much regret. Um, so it's one of those. So that's the type of people that go there. So when these girls are like super frightened and we, they were like, oh my God. They're like, one of them is almost crying. Oh, we're so sorry. We didn't mean to take it. They thought we were going to be like, they didn't know. <laughs> we could have been you know, a bunch of super aggressive girls. You fucking stole their phone. We went up and just started hugging them. And they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, thank you for understanding. Like, close to tears, one of them. <laughs> While in the All these girls came out the front, and there's these guys back there, but, like, one of them was, like, throwing up. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's what's happening here. And Wow. So I thought that was, yeah, that was what I thought would be just the end of that night. But it was a, one of those just weird night adventures where you just kind of end up, and we have lockout laws now in Queensland, so you can't get back into a club after 1am, so that was like, we had to decide once we left, well that's our night over, and, but my mate got his phone back, his brand new phone, and first thing he does, we get back in the cab, and I'm like, so what are we going to do? And he goes, I'll ring, this is his new girlfriend by the way, like very recently mm -hmm. started dating her, he got this new phone off her, it's 1.30 in the morning, she's asleep, he rings her. And go, and he goes to me oh, and my other mate. Oh, you guys can just crash at hers. We'll just oh, go God. over there now. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? He goes, yeah. He rings her. This is how he starts the sentence. Uh, so um, yeah, I I fucked up. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? How do you start a sentence that way? You're talking to your girlfriend. You're out at a nightclub, and you start with, oh, uh, uh, I fucked up. And then he, <laughs> and I'm, just like, I'm just in the backseat, like, oh God. <laughs> Oh god, he's like, I lost the phone, but I found it, obviously. And I'm like, you could have just left this out. Like, you could have just totally left this out. And he's, and then he's just like, because he was telling us so confidently, yeah, man, just crash it, crash it, hers, crash it, crash at my girlfriend's place, no big deal. Like, super confident. And then when he's on the phone to her, he's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, he goes real quiet. Can can Tyler and 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 my other mate can they can they stay over at yours <laughs> like super just like begging all of us and goes from this confidence wow. and we end up going over there and I just said to my man I'm like dude don't worry I'll just catch a cab back home it's no big deal and but we end up getting out of the cab and the garage door opens to her house she comes out so just furious like you can imagine you're being woken up in the oh, middle God. of the night to this bullshit, your boyfriend and his mates, and you've got, and so, and first thing my mate does is he comes up and goes, group hug to her. Oh, and God. I'm, oh, my God. It, it was so funny, though, because I'm the only one that maybe had sanity, because I stay back and, like, <laughs> she looks furious. Both my mates go up and, like, hug her, and she's just standing there emotionless, like, I'm going to kill these guys. I'm going to fucking end them. And oh, I'm sitting back, losing my shit. Like, this is so... 
But I did feel bad. She she gave us a lift home. Mm -hmm. She drove us middle of the night, man. Wow. And I was like, that's commitment. So she that's uh, ten points. That was fantastic. Uh, uh, that's applause because I got home safe because good. of that. Jesus. That wow. is bullshit. I had to deal with last. Oh, just on Friday actually. I was just realizing because I was supposed to go out last night again, but everyone was too hungover after okay. that bullshit. And then I might have had And the week before was just, the week before was just like a, more of someone else's story than mine. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, ah, it's just a bit of bullshit. Mm. You know? Yeah. But that was, that was, I thought I'll give you some drunk story. You know? Yeah, that was, a, that was a Tyler's Tales. That had me on the edge of my seat. <laughs> no, no, I'm right at the back of it. I'm right at the back of the seat. Safely just... planted on the seat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. 7.5 out of 10 tiles house. That's not a bad one, though. That's, like, pretty, that's, that's a decent score. Yeah, I'd give I've it gotten, like 7.5, maybe 8. Yeah, I've gotten way worse reviews from Billy. Billy's always my go-to. I need... Um, mm. Billy, I'm sorry. I'll do more disgusting alcoholic things. But as I <laughs> tweeted today, I tweeted a picture of this is why I had come up mm. with tiles. Yeah, I I'm, not al I'm not alcoholic. I'm Australian. Mm. You, 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 people just need to understand that. I'm not an alcoholic. I'm Australian. We drink. That's just what we do. It's perfect. You know. Mm. Yeah, it's good. It's so good. that's that's t that's the Tiles Tales. That's one. Tiles Tales. I'm, I'm sure I've got some more and things like that, and there'll be more. Don't you worry about that. I'll I'll, I'll try to make up for it. I'm gonna go out and just walk the streets. Ruin your life for the rest of the night. <laughs> Get a ten out of ten Tiles Tales. Yeah, no, essentially, but yeah, you know, classic, mm. classic. Yeah, everyone's just dropping ratings on me. Nine out of ten, eight out of ten, eight point one. I would say I had a clear plot. Had it had a clear plot. I'm glad it was yeah. a tale. It's certainly yeah. a tale. Um, you know, it's just a midnight event, a midnight drunk adventure. Uh, not too crazy, but you know, we got That's through good. it. Tyler needs a shirt on. I'm not alcoholic. I'm Australian. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, I tell you what I want to talk to you about. So this is a game that has been okay. supposedly having a sequel. Forever, and no, okay. I'm not talking about King Three. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel like this is a talking point now because the first game just became backwards compatible this week on the Xbox. Okay. Oh yeah, I know what you're saying. Dead, okay. Dead Redemption. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden becomes backwards compatible. Why wouldn't they do it earlier when it was available earlier and it just keeps getting taken down? I feel like it's marketing ploy. Possibly. They want people to be playing it now. Do you think that we could be getting? Something, an announcement of sorts for the next Red Dead game due to Red Dead Redemption becoming backwards compatible and trying to get people to remember it and play it and just be something newsworthy. Mm, yeah, I think so. Because we've had a lot of leaks from it and people have been talking about it for ages. And I think making it backwards compatible now brings attention to it. And Rockstar, from what I've seen, they tend to do their announcements towards the end of the year. So I feel like we get something like September to November time. I feel like we get an announcement sometime during then. So if we get anything for Red Dead, I feel like it'll be the end of the year. But I feel like it's 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 surely they're kind of like, you know, gearing up for it, making it backwards compatible so they can announce it. And it's just a huge talking point. Like, I mean, it's possible. I'd, 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 I'd be hyped for it. I would, I would, would be hyped for it. A hundred percent. I've been looking forward to Red Dead, like another Red Dead game for 
well, since a, since Redemption came out, like that's my number two all time favorite game. You know, like that was just behind Skyrim, like one of my favorite, if not my favorite story and plot games ever. One of my mm. favorite setting. I love the you know the western style games. I love western style movies. It's something I really enjoy. Uh, it's such a well made game for its time, as Rockstar games usually are. Well ahead of their time. They're they're trendsetters. They're trailblazing games. They don't react. Mm. They're proactive. So whatever we're gonna get is always gonna be amazing. And the character is one of my favorite of all time with John Marston. And Jack was cool. Like I, it did things and took risks that I, games never have never done before. It like mm. you know you kill off your main character and in the open world after you're playing as your son who's just a side character for the end of the game. Yeah. You know. So it's just things like that that they do that's just unbelievable. Yeah. And doing horses like no other game's done horses and really committing to what they're trying to make in a vision that's what mm. i respect about them they have a vision and until their vision is created they don't release a game you know there's no timetable of you have to have this game done by here it's the vision is created and then we will release the game yeah that's mm. what makes a trend-setting company like rockstar yeah and i mean with like like next gen and everything another red dead game just imagine how beautiful it'd be and how well they could do it. Like, Rockstar always make amazing games. And another Red Dead... Oh, I just... I really want another Red Dead game. People have been talking about it for years. But there's been a lot of talk about it this year. Like, apparently it's meant to be E3, but then they pulled it out or something. And, mm. like, now it's backwards compatible. Like, I do think we'll get something this year, and I hope we do. Because I'd, I'd love to see that they're going to release another Red Dead game. Yeah. For sh- 100%. I think mm. it's great. It's been... Six years came out in 2010, mm. May May 2010. It's been over six years. I I knew it was going to be a long time before we got another one. Like, but I I thought five years at most was kind mm. of in my head because I knew it would take ages and I knew they would take their time and it would be a masterpiece, whatever their sequel was. But I was just like, surely no more than five years, right? Mm. Six years later, we don't even again we don't even know. It feels like fucking King Hearts three all over again. <laughs> like for fuck's sake. That's yeah. a game that's, like, just announced it, for God's sakes. Like, not like Empire, which I'm okay with, you know. It's only been a year since the last Assassin's Creed, not even. So I was like, yeah, you don't need to announce it yet. But 100%, even if it's another two years away, just announce it, surely. Yeah. People are going to buy the game. It's, what, what was it? Uh, it's been, like, three years since GTA Five came out now, I think. Something like that. Almost three years. Coming up to three years. But it's a different studio. It's Rockstar San, uh, San Diego or San Francisco. So it's Which completely one? different. So, like, it literally has nothing to do with, like, at all. Like, I mean, I guess it's when they, sure. when they release things. They don't want to release them too close together because it's still the same, like... It's three years, though. For, for yeah, sure yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it was two years between GTA Four and Red Dead Redemption, so. And then they had Ellie the next soon. year. Yeah. Mad Max the year after. Mad Max, no fucking, fucking what's it called? Um. um I, I said Mad Max. No, what's it called? Max Payne. That's Jesus. The one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something Max. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> I was so close. Yeah. Something I don't play. <laughs> Well, it would, uh, yeah. So I mean, it's surely it's got to be close to being announced. Like, I feel like we'll get an announcement at the end of this year. I feel like that's what'll happen. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I do suspect an announcement in the next six months. 
mm. for sure. I don't, you know, and that's the thing. I, I don't expect it necessarily to be at any game convention like uh, yeah, I mean, Gamescom yeah. or the VGAs at the end of the year. Like Rockstar can do their game announcements independently. So mm. it's like what they do know? with GTA Five. Like they they don't show much either. They just give you a trailer once every like like six months and then they release the game and they barely show you anything like everything you like i remember when gta 5 came out like we knew like barely like we had a lot of information but we'd never really seen the game in action because they don't they don't show gameplay demos they just kind of show trailers and like snippets of gameplay and i kind of really love that about rockstar because it keeps the hype building because you don't even know what to expect so when you get into the game you get to experience it all for the first time yourself and it's just so good yeah yeah that's true there's, there's a lot to look forward to mm. from Red Dead, I think. and I mean, ho- well, hopefully 2017 could be the year of Red Dead Redemption 2 or Red Dead 3, whatever Red Dead you want to call it, or just Red Dead something else, like Red yeah. Dead just Revolution. Just Red Dead game. Yeah. yeah. And Kingdom Hearts 3 as well, and Assassin's Creed Empire. Wait, Ooh. holy fuck. Holy oh, shit. Next holy year could Jesus be good. Jesus Christ. Holy That's Jesus. exciting. I'll just skip this year. I'm fine. If you just put me into next year, that'd be great. Oh, God. Next year is going to be amazing if that happens. This year's not bad, but I'm much more excited for next year. Yeah, Like, yeah, I definitely. suspect surely Keith Hearts 3 is next year. And then hopefully Red Dead and mm. then Empire is more or less confirmed for next year because it's yeah. Ubisoft. They're not delaying it any more than that, so. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, someone said No Man's Sky Thoughts. We talked about we that talked about, last yeah, podcast. Yeah. Do we want to talk about Patreon podcasts? We could do. Do we know what we're doing? We haven't discussed finalized anything, so we won't go too far into that details. But like, because um, we just did our first one. So people who don't know, when you donate to either James' Patreon or my Patreon, to a certain level, it's I forget the exact number um, for donations, but a reward is to be on an episode of the Kill Connor Club. We just had our first one. Um, with uh, Victor on the last episode, which was a lot of fun, but then you got to think from there, and we've got another one that, that's going to be next episode, I believe, is it? Um, and that's the Creed mm-hmm. his yeah. YouTube channel. You might have seen him in the chat or seen his videos recently. He's a new channel, Assassin's Creed channel. Um, very good channel too. For for someone who's starting out, holy fuck, it's much better than I was. Holy shit. Um, so yeah, sh- shout out to him, Ethan. Uh, told me about him and he's going to be on the mm. next podcast he is indeed uh, so that'll be a lot of fun but we definitely need to think I think of a new way to do um, Patreon podcasts and mm. I do I love the idea to have people on from the community but then you got to think because we only do it fortnightly well then who, when are we going to get other people on because who knows we could by getting people that uh, patrons, it gets more people to go, oh, I want to do that. So, you know, it can't just, in some ways, it can't just mm. be a Patreon guest only kind of podcast. So, like this, even though we had um, the Creed, we could have done it this week, but, you know, we, we do like to do just me and James sometimes. Plus, we like to do guests sometimes. Plus, I want to do patrons sometimes. So, all we'll, I think we're going to say is for now, is we're going to think of a new way to do things, if that makes yeah. sense for the future. I don't. You. I mean, we don't know yet, do we? 
like exactly no. what that we means. Have, we've, like, we've discussed it a little bit, but like there's a couple of possibilities. Like, I guess you guys could give us your input, like what you'd like. Because I guess we kind of thought like if we did if we did a Patreon podcast, it could be an extra podcast. So we'll still do our, you know, fortnightly episodes of Kill Connor Club. But then we could throw in an extra bonus Patreon one whenever we kind of get like a new patron that donates the amount that is to be on an episode of the Kill Connor Club. So it could be a bonus one. But then I also feel like that's kind of unfair to the person who's, like, donating to be on it. And then it's just this bonus one that maybe not as many people will watch, even though it's exactly the same. Like, I don't know how to structure it or, like, do it so that it will be right. And we kind of have to work out how we're going to do it. Yeah, there's we'll, we'll come up with a different way to do things for sure. But that's, like, a ways off. You know, yeah. that's a – we'll get to that later. For now, it's just going to be the way it is. Yeah. It's a work in progress, so... Um, it, it is a work in progress, because it's a new thing. It's a new mm. thing. Um, and speaking of guests, do do you, we have any even brainstorms of who we're going to get on later on? I don't know. We really do need to come up with them. Like, I can't even think of any ideas, though. So I guess we'll have, like, people back on again that we've had on before that were a lot of fun. Like, we'll obviously have Asim on at some point. I, I do want to get Asim on soon. I've missed He's that, just man. fantastic. Um, I suppose we can get George on again at some point, because that's been and, a while. And same with... And Ethan can kind of come on whenever he wants. <laughs> yeah, of course. Ethan's just um, whenever. And... Um, I, I do want to get Esco Blades on... Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Soon, but it is con busy con season, so he's always away. Yeah. So that'll be our... But for sure, people, just tweet at Esco Blades, at Andy, Ubisoft's community manager... Uh, or Assassin's Creed community manager, just to tell him that uh, the Killer Connor Club podcast, uh, he should go on that thing, you know. It'd just be like uh, casually, just, uh, you know, low-key, for sure, come on Killer Connor Club and chat with us and stuff. But, you know, that's in the future. Mm -hmm. And yeah. one day we'll get Darby on. That's the dream, the that's ultimate the dream. dream. And Roger Craig Smith. And Roger. When those two have become on, like, I can retire, I can die, it's okay. You can um, die. I can die now. I've talked to Roger Craig Smith and Darby. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Cool beans. Have you seen the Rogue One stuff? Star Wars Rogue One stuff? No, I saw there were some posts about it, and I didn't know what it was, and I haven't, but, uh, yeah. You, you can fill me in. Okay, so this week they did Star Wars Celebration weekend in Europe. Okay. I, I don't know where... I don't know what country it's in. Mm -hmm. um, and... They had a bunch of panels, Mark Hamill talking and stuff, and they showed a show reel of mm -hmm. Rogue One, like a behind-the-scenes kind of reel with some new footage. Like, it's pretty cool and everything, but it's not mm -hmm. really anything new or surprising. It doesn't add anything to, like, the story. It's just kind of just shots of things. But it was yeah. cool. It was really cool. But they also showed at the panel a new trailer with Darth Vader in it. Oh, shit. But it was only at the panel, and they haven't released it yet. Then it was Ooh. supposed to be on ABC in America, and then they were going to release it, but then they pulled it. Ooh, okay. So I don't know where it is, but I have seen it because someone filmed, it was horribly filmed, and, it looked, and you can barely make it out. You're kind of just hearing sounds and mm -hmm. vaguely seeing shapes. Like, it's terrible. And I wish I'd waited because it eventually will come out, but... You do see Darth Vader. I think you see Darth Vader. Like, you certainly hear him breathing. Like, at the end of the trailer, you just hear the... Oh. 
and then you there's something there, but I couldn't really see what it was. So I I like, did they show the Ooh. back of him, the front of him? I have no idea, but he's definitely there. And everyone was losing their shit when they saw him. So I don't oh, I, mean, I could barely make it out. But Darth Vader is in Rogue One confirmed. Oh shit! I hope they release that. Yeah, so I jizz my pants, even though, like, I could barely make it out and I still jizz my pants. That's how excited I am. Darth Vader, you see Vader's reflection on the floor, Jamie said. Yeah, you see him. How does everyone know? Like, was it, like, written in an article or something, describing it? Maybe. Or maybe Jamie saw a better version than I saw. Maybe they've released a better leaked version than I saw. I saw it, like, mm. that when it got announced that they, that they released it and were going to show it, I was like, fuck this, I want to see it right now, and I was just looking for it. Oh, I'm very excited for Rogue One. Very excited for Rogue One. I hear they're making Star Wars Episode Seven. Uh, yeah, man. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Um, maybe they will. Who knows? Who knows? I certainly don't know. What the fuck? Who invited this guy? Who invited (laughs) their dad? Um. (laughs) But Darth Vader confirmed. That's what I can essentially tell you from Rogue One stuff. That's amazing. and then Mark Hamill did a panel for an hour, and that was weird for everybody. He's hilarious. Oh. He's lost so much weight. He looks just like Luke Skywalker. Like, really? It, yeah, he's lost so much weight. It's crazy. He looks great. Wow. But he was just kind of running around the stage. Just he was. He's such a dad. Like he was just telling. Like someone asked him a question, and then he talked about something else. <laughs> like he just started telling a story about something not related to the question. And it's that for an hour. Oh, God. Classic Mark Hamill. Yeah. And, yeah, apparently they've just finished episode 8 filming. Or at least he has. Ooh. So now another 18 months of editing and perfecting. And I'm sure reshooting will happen. They'll, they'll do yeah. some reshoots. All movies do reshoots. And um, probably do reshoots at, like, the start of next year, I'd say. When they've pretty much got, like, the main rough cut done. And they're just doing the special effects. Mm-hmm. that's when they'll probably be like, okay, these are the shots we needed that we didn't like, let's reshoot. Mm. So I suspect reshoots next year early, and then we'll oh get God. a perfected episode eight. So hyped to that. Oh, my God. I can't imagine when we get the first trailer for episode eight, how great that's ah! going to be. Oh, oh it's going to be so good. I just came, so that that's a thing. Good. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Great. I'm excited, too. Um... Uh, that's most of my list is done to be honest okay most of it's pretty well Hmm. pretty well finished i did have a question for you okay it's something i've been thinking about and just in terms of youtube and you know everything you've done doing the multiple channels you've done taking your channel where it is right now to where it is from me taking my channel from where it was to where it is and the how you kind of grow because you know when someone's like what is your YouTube dream? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'll be like, well, to have this many subscribers is the easy answer, right? Like, have a subscriber goal. Yeah. But then you think, you know, but YouTube changes. The more subscriber you get, what you do on YouTube changes drastically. It's not just your content quality improves just because you practice more. It's not just your ideas change. But you do different things the bigger you get from... Mm. I wasn't collaborating with other YouTubers at 50 subscribers. You know what I mean? Mm. And then at someone at 100,000 subscribers might get sponsored or yeah. and work and do things like that. Or you end up 
doing completely different things from sponsorships to merchandise to paid content to yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, not just when I say, what is your ultimate YouTube dream, James, but what do you see yourself doing with YouTube Jesus in Christ. the future? Where would you like know. to take it as I a business? I never really thought about it. I guess... Huh. Jesus Christ. Um, I guess... Uh, huh. I don't know. I never really thought about it. Just kind of doing it, and then never really thought <laughs> about it that in depth. It's kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, I'd love to, you know, be successful. That kind of stuff. But then I never really thought specifically where i guess like the kill connor club it'd be awesome to turn that into like a proper like brand rather than just having it's just the podcast we could have a bunch of kill connor club stuff and just you know make it into this kind of you know iconic thing i suppose but i'm not really sure like i don't want to i don't want to like super change stuff like i mean obviously things change as you kind of continue like obviously my channel is going to change but at the same time i don't want to go like completely different i want to kind of stay true to kind of how i started i guess but yeah i don't really know specifically but yeah i don't know what about you i think i think similar because i I, it's only recently i've really been thinking that far ahead right because Mm -hmm. i only ever did youtube for fun like i never even considered career in youtube Mm -hmm. until maybe this year i was like who knows how far this could go you know what i mean yeah um one day I, I don't know, or at least the people you meet uh, and you make contacts and that could lead to career paths. So I, I, I don't know if um, where it could go, mm. but I think I, I've been thinking like, you know, like you said with Kill Connor Club becoming a brand, but maybe like, or I, I've always thought that maybe, because, you know, Lasers is a brand, Dynamite is a brand. Kill Connor Club is a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, Horsey and Fox is a brand. But if like there was a name or a, a an umbrella that covered all of those brands, yeah. So if you've heard of a company like Rooster Teeth that started from doing Red versus Blue, like Halo Machinima, that's a company. They have Achievement Hunter. They have Funhouse. They have all these small brands in them that are their mm. own entities within that company their li- their animation brand their live action movie brand but they make all these different contents mm, uh, yeah. and they have their own podcast I'm like maybe what, I'd love to have my own business one day I don't know what that means whether that could mean one day you know it's Tynamite's an umbrella of that and mm. Kill Connor Club's an umbrella of that yeah. and something else is an umbrella of that you know what I mean like mm. Whereas, like, let's just say, for example, it was Lasers was an umbrella of it, Tynamite's an umbrella of it, Kill Connor Club's the podcast for it, and and it's like a network, and other channels could become part of it. It's not like copying, like, Rooster Teeth, where, you know, you do the same shit they do, yeah. but, like, it's our stuff, but it, it becomes where we're big enough where, you know, you started Lasers Network and you said it was hard because there wasn't enough stuff to put on it, and it wasn't of the quality that's just the more you get is the more you grow right mm. so it's like as you grow getting it to the size where a network is doable with people working for you or something where you could have 
you know, uh, channels that are actually a part of your brand and they do mm. their thing that you aren't doing or I'm not doing or someone else isn't doing, you know what I mean? And yeah. our podcast is a part of that brand. Like that's a cornerstone is the, the Kill Connor Club and your channel's a cornerstone and my channel's another cornerstone and then you've got other channels that want to be a part of it or something like that. Plus doing other things to add to it. Mm. So it's not like... Uh, like lasers network where it's just other people's videos on it it's like it's its brand and everything's a part of it yeah that makes sense uh, that'd be a good goal and then yeah exactly and then the some of it might be paid content you know what i mean there might be things mm. on well easy for a small channel like you look at somewhere a company or a youtube channel like kind of funny they then rooster teeth has their own network with and website where you uh, become a member and sponsor and they've got movies and tv shows you can only watch if you're a sponsor Mm-hmm. or a member of their company but like someone small like kind of funny they have 100,000 or 150,000 subscribers um, they have podcasts and episodes and let's plays that you only watch if you're a patron on Patreon yeah so like that's a small way of doing things so it's like maybe some stuff is patron only so that's a more money making way because it's, a, it's hard to make a business or, and do things full time without you know the money so you know mm. there's Patreon content only and then there's um obviously sponsors plus you add merchandise into there so the bigger you get all those become more of a lucrative element of it more than just uh hopefully we get this but we're not really making anything off it it's just kind of because we want to and we want to share things with people whereas later on the bigger you get it becomes more of a lucrative this will actually make money i don't know yeah so Mm. it's it's yeah it's difficult to say but it's obviously a good goal to have to kind of think about yeah, I think so too. I don't know. It's mm. kind of yeah. It's hard to see how far it goes, but there's definitely a ways you can think of it, um, and a way you can kind of see who knows where it could go. And it's mm. definitely a lot of possibilities. It's not not nothing, if you know what I mean. So yeah, I'm excited for where things could go. It's not yeah. like it's a rush, or it's not like it's just going to happen overnight, but. Yeah, you know it's, it's progressive everything's different and as much as I feel like it's the same I'm like oh it's really pretty much the same as what I used to do well I never did a podcast with another YouTuber before I, you know so yeah. the more you grow all of a sudden there's all these other things that open up to do yeah so who, I, I think I mean the ultimate goal is to have a, to make it lucrative mm. that's the ultimate goal and for whatever that means I've got some ideas but I'm sure I'll have different ideas and change things or maybe not maybe it won't happen at all so I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, it'll be fun. Whatever happens, it should be good. So. Whatever happens, yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's my list done. Wow. We. I don't even know how long this was because it's, I mean, I it's just over two hours. What? Two two hours fifteen minutes. Okay. Got it. From when I started recording. Um, on my end, so. It's not a bad one. It's a pretty decent length. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Anything else you wanted to talk about? What what um, videos have you got upcoming? Oh, God, I don't know. I guess well, I've started that new series um, called... Well, actually, there's two series that I'm starting. The yep. uh, Quick Law one, where I take random things in Assassin's Creed and just explain them off, give their backstory, history, stuff like that. 
someone did say, oh, I see you're copying the truth. And I was like, I, <laughs> I thought that when I made it. And I was like, because I, I was like, oh, this is called down. I was like, wait, well, it's really similar well, to the truth. And now I'm like, oh. well, kind of is. It kind of is, but it's kind of not. I, I explained it to myself and made myself feel better about it by saying, well, Tyler takes, you know, theories and stuff and discusses stuff. Sure. Whereas I just kind of explain things like I did the animus. I'm going to do like, you know, like the apple like hidden blades like things like that like little things in the series rather than going all out like you know like the box and like stuff like that i won't go like all in theories and discussion i'll just kind of like explain off things that are in assassin's creed that we know about and stuff like that uh so that'll continue with other stuff that people want i've got a huge list of different things to do on that um and that'll just come out whenever then i've got um the assassin's creed empire wish list where people leave comments then i take their comments and I discuss things that other people want. It might not necessarily be things that I agree with, but I'll take things that people want, and then I'll discuss, like, three, four comments in a video and talk about what I think and how it could work. Even if I don't want it, I'll talk about how it could fit into it and how it could work and what other people think. Then we can get kind of discussion going, and that's kind of like a fun series. And then I'll continue with my discussions and stuff like that. I've also, I also kind of want to make a few skits, but I don't know what to do. And then also um some probably some like other free roam stuff that's just fun and then live streams and horsey and fox will hopefully continue at some point because we haven't done anything on that for ages and i think we've, we've postponed because obviously we, we, it was meant to be yesterday kingdom hearts stream but we've postponed it and i don't know when i think it might be monday now but i don't know we'll okay. see what happens okay i do miss the kingdom hearts streams yeah so do i yeah um cool beans cool i've got yeah. Mm, what shit will I have this week? I mean, the Assassin's Creed 2 Let's Play is still going, Tuesdays, Fridays. Yep. I've got Free Run for Justice, Season Origins, Episode 3 is tomorrow, Monday. Yep. So, fucking keen for that. Everyone better be excited. I'll be mad. Justice. Um, that's it. So much justice. And I've... Ooh, I've almost... I'm so close to finishing the final version of Episode 10, and then the whole season is finished. Um... Awesome. So that's awesome. I'm so stoked because it's turned out so well. And then I've got The Truth on Wednesday, which I'm going to talk about, which we talked about briefly or quite a bit today, which is Assassin Tombs returning in Empire mm -hmm. and how I think that could work and just and touch on all of that sort of stuff. And then I, I'm not sure what else, because I've finished the top five moments series, so I don't know. Mm. Because now that I'm back, because I, obviously I'm back to work, but I was still doing all these videos while I was working. But I'm back to uni as well as of tomorrow. That all of a sudden makes life way busier. So if I'm going to do less videos, I'd rather it be the truth, because that's what people will like the most. So once I finish the, Freedom of Justice is already done, so that's just coming out every week until it finishes. Once the Assassin's Creed 2 Let's Play finishes, I think I'll just stick to, until Free Run for Justice ends, it'll just be the truth. And I, I might even try to do that weekly, so every Wednesday. So that's what I'll do, a weekly video. Plus whatever else is there, the podcast, whatnot. Yeah. And, and then when I have time off, like uni holidays or something like that, then I can get do like you know another walkthrough or five videos a week like I got to do the last mm. month or so, which has been awesome. I love doing that, but you know it can't always happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh, good. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, multiplayer battle. Billy oh, has been fuck. losing. Billy has been losing loads over this. I know. Um, 
I don't know what is happening. No, I have no idea at this point. Like, I it's was kind expecting of, we, it to be a while ago, and... I, it was supposed to be a while ago. Yeah. It will ha Like, it will happen. Yeah, it definitely will. I mean, we just... We hyped it up thinking it would be sooner than it was, and then we kind of lost track and got busy, and then... It kind like, of was... We kind of had yeah. a deadline to have done it, because we weren't busy then, but we kind of just got lazy, and yeah. then... Then we got busy, and... Yeah, then, yeah, I, then, I, I right now it's such a busy time for all of us and stuff, and yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Breaking uh, news, episode 8 will start where 7 left off. What do you mean? Exactly, from the second. I don't, I don't think that's breaking news. We saw the only episode 8 teaser trailer is the same shot from episode 7, so I assumed oh, it was the same. Star stuff. Wars, okay. Yeah. Got it. Sorry, I just lost track because we got comments in the stream and shit. Um, but yeah, so we'll get we'll do the APC multiplayer battle definitely when certain video series from both of us are quieting down and stuff. Yeah, it better be good yep. as well because people have been waiting. I I feel bad now if it's gonna just be mediocre. Just well, our first videos were cool and it wasn't that much hype. But then I had like a day off and I made that bullshit amazing um, promo yeah. that got huge hype. And then you made yours, which got bigger hype. And now there's now it's a real thing. Because we got super yeah. personal and hilarious in those second ones. And then we Whereas made the, the first big ones were just one. basic. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we made... Oh, shit. Then we made a big one. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. As if it was coming out, like, the next week. But, no. It's we thought like it months. kind of was, too, didn't we? Yeah, I thought it was as well. But we just never did it. It's going to be so awesome. I'm going to be the biggest cunt in it. Like, I've be. already got so many plans to be the biggest arsehole that everyone's going to hate. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, okay. those are our videos this week for sure. Like this stream if you haven't already, or subscribe to both of our YouTube channels if you're listening to on iTunes or something. Subscribe if it goes out to on us. iTunes at, on the right time and I don't get a comment on this video saying, where's it on iTunes? Hey, man, it, and it like, goes oh, up. Oh, God. Tyler up has doing... like 60 jobs and he's just not good at any of them. So, yeah, well, I showed up on top of the stream, so 100% fuck off. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> This will be uploaded to iTunes on time when James gets to the stream on time, so... To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Um, fair enough. And... Yeah, so if you if you like listening to the audio versions, listen to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Subscribe to us on each of those things. Give us a rating on iTunes. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel if you're watching on this, on James's channel. And if you yeah. haven't, subscribed to James's channel, which I don't know why the fuck you haven't. Obviously do that. And uh, this is the Kill Connor Club. We'll be back in two weeks with another one with uh, patron The Creed. And that'll be awesome. I'm very excited. Like that. so, That's going to be a fun one. Like, they're not be. all fun. They're all they're, fun. Yeah, I'm glad. I, I had a great time. This, I, I, I've missed this. this if, if they always feel like a long time now. They do. That's true. And that was only two weeks. So I'll leave it to you to outro, guys. Okay, okay. Well, thanks for watching, lads. And Bye, guys. That's it for the Kill Connor Club. Do the do the thing. Kill Connor Club.